0: Tim, yeah? you're here to tell me about Crunchyroll.
1: I am. This episode of PSLW XOXO is brought to you by Crunchyroll. You can sign up to get a free Crunchyroll premium trial over at Crunchyroll.com slash Kind of Funny. And guess what, Greg? What's that, Tim? If people do that, they can then go to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny and look up our watch alongs where me and Nick watch anime with you. We did one where we watched the first episodes of Kill a Kill yeah. and Yuri on Ice right. and the music video Shelter. Awesome. Okay. Then we did Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, and that was a pleasure. <laughs> it was the unrated version, so there was some fun parts. Anyway, Crunchyroll.com slash kind of funny. You get the free Crunchyroll premium trial, which gets you 1080p HD anime some simulcast stuff. You, you get, hours after they air in Japan. Yes, exactly. Hour. Up to an hour. Uh, up to an hour. Yeah, after they air in Japan. And in addition to that, you can watch all the new ones. Dragon Ball Super. You're on ice. Sure. All that stuff. You can watch them on your your PS4, your Xbox, your laptops, your, your uh, iPads, yeah. whatever it is. It's all over the place. It's great. Crunchyroll's cool. Crunchyroll.com slash kind of funny. Check it out. And then watch our watch logs because they're cool too. Now, what were the unrated sexy parts? Oh, Chun Li in the shower. No fucking way. Yeah, and then she fights Vega. Naked? It's a classic, Greg. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was naked. You'll see.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO episode 65. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the pride of Long Island, the Long Island rattlesnake himself, Colin Moriarty. It's good to be here with you today. It's good to be here with you today as well. You got one clap from Kev. Just, uh, it's all I can muster. Thank you, Kevin. It's all I can muster here as Appreciate we approach you. the end of 2016. Appreciate you. How how are you holding up, Colin Moriarty? Tired, man. I'm ready yeah? to go on break. Yeah, break's right around the corner for us. I know, us. It's it super is. Super exciting. It's a crazy week, though.
2: Yeah, exactly. This is the first of nine shows we have to record, right? Or eight, actually, because we recorded one on Friday.
0: Right. So uh, if you're catching up, what we're doing is calling a Greg live every morning as per usual, then in the afternoon, the podcast as per usual, and then an additional podcast to make sure that you, listener and or viewer, never have to go a day while we're on break for two weeks without your normally scheduled program, whether it be the Game Over Gregory show, PSI Love You XOXO, or the Games Cast. Calling a Greg live, go fuck yourself. We're not doing those. There's no way to do a live product. No. We're what are you doing on break? <clears throat> yeah, a little something in the throat there. Getting choked up. <coughs> Thinking about not seeing me for two weeks, getting you a little sad. Can't wait for that. Getting you a little sad. And
2: staying staying in Quebec as long as you
0: want. <laughs> uh gonna go to Cabo
2: uh-huh. for a few days and then uh, San Lucas. That's the full name. Yeah. Uh on the Baja Peninsula there, right? Baja okay. California. You eat some Baja shrimp tacos? Uh, I doubt it. Okay. All inclusive. You know, little beachside resort. Sure. You going to come back uh, tan? Uh maybe. Yeah, your uh, swim trunks all set. Not yet. Okay. No. Nope. to buy new ones? Yeah, got to fit my bulbous body now. Okay. Well, you can say I'm bulbous. I was, re- I was so ready waiting, waiting to see it where it you're going. That it one, these swim trunks
0: on your bulbous. Uh, so are
2: gonna do that for a few days, and then when we get back, like I don't know, I'm gone like Sunday to Thursday or something, and then that gives me like a week and a half to just relax, and that's gotcha. what I'm gonna do: play some games, and read, and write, and you know, fondle myself and pet Lola. And, yeah, of course. Uh, fondle and pet at the same time, right? Oh, one hand here disturbing. one hand there that's a little disturbing i don't know if i'd go that far just you know i like the multitask there's so options you there. yeah you got things to do uh and then uh we come back in uh, january so that's basically it yeah how about you? how about yourself there
0: yeah, up to Montreal, and then, and I'm doing that Saturday right away. Getting the hell out of here, go up there.
2: You're going this Saturday? Yep. Oh, I didn't know you were going
0: so quick. Up and out, man. Yeah, and then I'm up there through like the 28th, I think, and then I'm going to New Orleans with Jen to meet up with Eric Castro and mm-hmm. Amelia, mm-hmm. party there, mm-hmm. hang out, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, in the you know, a time in between all that, playing games, Vita stuff. Bring my PS4 with me, of course. Can't miss anything. Mm-hmm. That, we got we got our Stardew Valley codes. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to try that. Mm-hmm. See if it sticks. I want to make sure I can play. It I wonder there.
2: how much you're actually going to play this this holidays. Probably yeah. not
0: much. You know, That's okay, though. I don't want it's good to not play sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see why I wouldn't. There's going to be plenty of downtime just chilling out, hanging out, living. That's what you do when you're with your girlfriend. You just play video games and she At watches. At some point, yeah. At some point. Well, I mean, she plays games too. I don't have to worry about watching no, her watch play, game games. play games. No. The,
2: uh, yeah, the interesting thing about this is that, uh, you know, I wish I had more time off. Of there's course. a lot, there's a, quite a few games to get to, sure. but, um, you know, I'm slowly narrowing down and whittling down the list. I'm going to try to use this time wisely and get through a few games because that, you know, I was looking at my trophies, and and uh, I played a lot of games this year. Yeah. Like, way more than I played last year, and so I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. But there's a few I need, a few boxes I need to, to tick off.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, still. for me, it's about getting back to certain things. Mm. So this weekend, I got back to Song of the Deep, polished that off, and 100%ed it. But I was mainly just... I hadn't beat it. You know mm. what I mean? I enjoyed it for that weekend, and then moved on. Right at the list behind that now is Ratchet & Clank, where I had a fucking hell of a time. It's on my... You know, it's it's one of those... I have the top 10 games of the year that I've played, right? Ratchet's on there song of the deep is on there. I felt really inappropriate. Yeah. For me not to be, have beaten them. So now Mm -hmm. I got to try to get over and commit to ratchet. But now we got started. Now we got, uh, the Batman episode tomorrow. It's a tight week with content to begin with a lot of things going on and how I'm going to get in there. The only game that would be in my top 10 list right now that I haven't beaten was doom. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, and I got, I got like absurdly far in it. I don't know why I stopped. Something must have happened. We Yeah, must have gone somewhere. Yeah. Because I think, I think there's like what, 12 or 14 chapters or something. I want to say there was like two left. Gotcha. And I was playing it. I was getting everything, every collectible, every challenge done and stuff like that. And then I don't know what happened where I stopped. But uh, that's the only one I, I, I really feel like I should get back to. Other than that, it's going to be a series of games that I've, uh, you know, that I've, that I haven't played yet. Uh, I think I'm going to be spending a lot of time on PSVR. mm mm-hmm and uh yeah because so, i you know i got back to hitman go a couple days ago on vita and uh almost done with that and then i 100 percented letter quest um remastered on vita which i can't believe didn't have a platinum but i got all the trophies in that nonetheless and beat it um and then i've been playing hitman like the real hitman yeah uh just the the intro level and then paris i played it for five or six hours and what i said on colin and greg live which was fascinating was that my girlfriend is like crazy about hitman like yeah. the real hitman uh d- Stayed up like all night Friday night, all night Saturday night, just playing it. It was, it was interesting, out of the ordinary. Now, game yeah. you'd
0: pick usually for Aaron. yeah.
2: I don't know. She's she's really into it. So so uh, that's a that. So I'd like to get back and spend time with that. I understand why people, as I said, I think maybe not on this show, but it's on some point on some show else to someone. Yeah, uh, I said that that was the game this year that people had recommended to me the most, and uh, by far, and uh, I. I I'd like to. You know, I was trying to pay, you know, heed to that, um, and uh, I think it's a very good game. I, I don't know that I, I'm in love with it, but sure. Um, the fine, fine uh, presentational polish, on Jonathan, I think is pretty cool. And even though the map is the same, there's like a cool little kind of uh, metagame there, where a uh, the diff- bunch of different ways to go through the missions, bunch of different ways to kill everyone, sure. get in and out. Um, there's an experience system based on what you do. I think it's kind of. Kind of neat, and I like the uh, you know I'm coming I'm coming around a little bit on this episodic approach. Oh, really? Just in the sense, I think it makes more sense for this than it does for the Telltale game, simply because like there's so much to do on this one map. You're done with a Telltale episode in two hours, and that's it. Yeah. Um, this, I mean, you could conceivably play the Paris map for twenty hours. You know. So I think just that, finding all the different interesting. It's like its own game. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I like it. I like I like I don't have any attachment to Agent Agent Forty Seven as well. In fact, I was I was saying I don't know how long this particular person has been voicing Agent Forty Seven, but I'm not crazy about the voice. Mm, really. But the woman, like the handler, I like her. Good good voice acting. The yeah. story's interesting. And I like how they tie in the, the 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 six episodes and the episodic approach to like the Sarajevo six and this idea that you have to kill all these guys. Sure. So it's uh it's pretty cool. I'm excited, you know. And then we have Final Fantasy Fifteen and The Last Guardian, although I don't think I'll go back, back to either, either of them. I mean, I'm definitely not going back to The Last Guardian. Final Fantasy Fifteen, I think, is is more likely. Maybe I'll just start it again. What there's something on your shirt. It looks like a, don't touch it. It looks like a sunfla-
0: like a piece of a sunflower seed. No, it's an Eminem. An M&M. m there. Uh, we got uh, well, I Rice Krispie Treats. There you go. From Alexis Pence. I was eating one of those. Did she take there, Hunter's right? name? hmm Well, at least on Twitter. I don't know if that I means... Just I when say, I
2: think I figured out how to say her last name, she moves on to a very... That She moves on to a, the most basic of last name. Good for ever her. Heard. Yeah. You and, know
0: what I mean? As Trump America begins, she definitely needs to hide. Mm-hmm. Everybody who has a fake name... The wall just got wall just Everybody's got to go hide. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my hitman in terms of a game I, that people have recommended that I need to try is Dishonored 2 I'm I'll take. i going to take that with me I don't think I'm going to get to start it before I take leave and head to the Great White North so when I do that I'll bring it with take me. your leave Greg I will. please no, do I will take my leave
2: and yeah Stardew Valley obviously tomorrow game's got great buzz exactly Darkest Dungeon's another one I don't I don't, yeah, I, just, I, don't right I don't know I don't know where, stuff my where I'm right going
0: that's the problem did you start Bards Gold or whatever uh, either no I mean that's that game's on been out for a while I know, but I have but, but I have, it's on Vita now so it's a real game yeah yeah What's going on with me? You keep talking. I'm going I'm still talking to you. I'm gonna grab my Vita. The the Robinson the Journey
2: got oh, to get yeah. to that. Uh, Have you heard positive things about it? Yeah, I heard, I heard it's a little samey, but it's uh, that should be interesting. And
0: I know Kevin was saying he got sick playing it. That was
2: one. Well, Kevin's, yeah. a, Kevin's a bitch. Kevin is a bitch. Um.
0: So what? Come here. Did you, did you tell me about Robinson the Journey. It, it's on our list of things we need to play during the break. But I'm a what? Huh? Look how toughy! Like, oh,
1: the kisses! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A
2: smooch! Yeah. By the way, check it out. Fucked up my beard.
0: If you uh, if you're l- listening at home, Colin shaved his beard, but shaved a patch. He's got up, a he's got like a, got got a like twirl a, here. He's too. got a divot I'm
1: in all there. Fucked
2: up right now. Anyway, t- what tell us about Robinson? Uh,
1: the game looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, m- 15 minutes of playing got me more nauseous
0: than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Uh, from like motion sickness. Yeah. And it was fun, but I couldn't, I couldn't stay in that world. Yeah. That's no good. Yeah. Yeah. No. But it was really cool. And I hope that uh, someone figures out movement soon. I hope so too. Thank you, Kevin. So yeah, my Vita got darkest dungeon. Island I need to do, I got Hugh. I want to keep playing neon chrome. Hugh's is one of them. Bard's gold, Bard's gold color guardians, that free PS yeah. plus game. But somebody was like, you need to play it. It actually is fun. I'm like, All right, I'll try it out. So I got that in there. Also somebody for a games cast topic Head written in, sorry,
2: I'm sorry. Did you t- start any of these up yet that you were talking about? There was something I wanted to see. Go ahead and look at it. I don't know. Some well, of I don't want to open up a...
0: So I don't... I mean, the ones I just... Like, other than Neon Chrome, I don't think any of the ones I just mentioned have been started on this Vita. Okay. Um. Uh. uh that... The Dancer game. Somebody wrote into the games cast. Oh, right. And yeah. there was another game Dancer of... Dancer...
2: Or what is it? It's Crypt of the Necrodancer. Crypt of the
0: Necrodancer. Wrote in that was one of the topics he wants. He wanted us all to play it. I'm like that ain't gonna fly that we're nobody's not got doing time. a fucking topic on crypto
2: the necrodancer but maybe we'll try it out i, I haven't yeah, I'm actually gonna try heard a few, it. that's my thing I, i've heard a few good things yeah exactly but i don't exactly. want to bite off more than i can chew i really do want to spend i i feel like i've neglected psvr significantly
0: and i feel like that's got to be my priority sure. sure yeah i got to i had you know friends visiting from missouri they, we were drunk last night and came home we're sitting there drinking more beers talking about that and they brought up vr and if i thought it was the future i was like do you want to try it and they're like sure and they put it on and they both were like holy fucking shit this is awesome. I think
2: I left my headset in the.
0: Living you room. did, yeah. The, we have two headsets in the room, in the living room right now. Well, how do you tell them apart? Well, mine was in the box; it hadn't been put together, and so like. But how do you now tell them apart? Because mine's over to the side. Yours, your base station is charging uh, the move Ones. Mm. Mine is not. Okay. So there you go. That's how. Awesome. That's don't good. Worry. To know. I'm on top of it. I, I mean, I don't
2: top. care personally. You're more finicky about that than I am. The about
0: what? huh? About what? Sharing the move the headset? You were you already talking about? You're the one who doesn't want to share the headset in public. You're, get, you're the eyes. one who got mad at me when when other mad? people use the. Aiden. No, I did not get mad.
2: You got a little mad. I did you got not a little get a That's okay. I did not get mad. It's all right. You got a little upset. It's fine. Now I'm getting upset. It's not, not a big big deal. George is getting upset. Not a big deal. You got a little upset. Uh, so, yeah, that's basically, you know, I'm ready to go. Yeah. You know, let's let's fucking get the show
0: on the road. So we can immediately do another one? Jump yeah. right back into another mind. one? I know. It's going to be a busy time. <laughs> and then I got to go meet Andrew tonight for dinner. Goldfarb. Mm-hmm. Garfett. Mm-hmm. He always regrets el- fucking elderly people. Where are you going to go? Where are you taking Andrew Hops for and Hominy because okay. it's right there by IG. Sure, sure. You, you're gonna eat some of that cornbread. Uh, you're likely, gonna, you're yeah. gonna get that mac and cheese. Uh, it's probable. You're gonna yeah. get some fried chicken.
2: I don't know. I was thinking my carbonara, and, you know, a little, you know, mm. a little
0: something, a little cheesy, a little sure. creamy. Sure. Okay.
2: Uh, you know, but the, the, there's a lot of options. You know, they have they have decent cocktails.
0: Would you say that all options are on the table? Uh, I
2: would say that. I would say that uh, all options uh, continue to be on the table. So, um, which is basically like saying all options are on the table. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's about right. So
0: if you didn't know, this is PSI Love You XO XO. It is kindofunny.com's PlayStation podcast. So go there. Keep the mics on by subscribing to the YouTube channels, listening to their podcasts, rating us all across the world using SoundCloud.com slash PSI Love You Rating us all across it. the world. Everywhere. There's just so many things to rate us on now. <laughs> uh, if you didn't know, it's the number one PlayStation podcast in the world, all because of your support. Thank you for that. And thank you for your insane support at PlayStation experience you guys came out thousands of you in that one room to watch us be a bunch of morons up there on the stage very very Grateful for your support. Thank you to David Jaffe. Thank you to the horizon team Thank you to Shuhei Yoshida for all coming out and being a part of that panel Thank you to the translator over there who's signing furiously as we talked about pooping into urinals uh, Don't forget That PSI love you XOXO posts every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time on youtube.com slash kind of funny games to so subscribe there or pick us up on a podcast service around the globe colin mm. let's start the show with what is and forever will be roper's report <laughs> time for some singular possessive news there are
2: 10 items on a the list. baker's dozen I was a little overly really aggressive uh let's see number one playstation 4 wasn't only the best-selling console in the united states for the month of november breaking Xbox One's multi-month streak. It also has officially passed the 50 million sold mark. With 369.6 million games sold across all 50 million consoles, good enough for an attach rate of 7.4. Pretty strong. Mm-hmm. At 50 million units sold, PlayStation 4 has officially passed Super Nintendo's lifetime sales of 49.1 million sold. It sits in 12th place in gaming hardware sold all time, behind Nintendo 3DS and the NES, both sitting at 62 million sold apiece. If only counting consoles and not handhelds, PlayStation 4 is now the seventh best selling console ever. It's worth noting that three of the six above it are PlayStation consoles. Nice. Um, so, should be fine. I, I, I think PS4 will reach 100 million. And where will that leave it then in the list? Uh, That would leave it around PS1, so just behind Wii and PS2. Gotcha. Wii is about like 102, so that's passable too. PS2 is untouchable, but I I think that you can get the 100 million. Yeah. I mean, the way they continue to sell, right? The way people continue to care.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Number two. Number two. The New York Post is reporting that Sony may put its struggling movie business in the same family as the booming PlayStation. Sony Pictures Entertainment may come under the control of PlayStation head Andrew House, according to the paper, quote, gaining oversight, but likely not daily control of the studio, end quote. Sony told the paper, quote, this is nothing but baseless rumor and speculation. There are no plans for Andrew House to oversee Sony Pictures, Unquote. However, the paper source notes, quote, there is talk that they're going to merge Sony Pictures Entertainment with PlayStation, end quote. We'll have to wait and see
0: what happens. Sony has is denying it, but companies deny a lot of things. Seems uh, interesting. I mean, Andrew House was obviously makes sense for PlayStation business because he's been around it for so long. Movie business, it, would it work? You know what I mean? The movie.
2: So I was reading a little bit about Sony Pictures. Uh, they're in fifth place in box office draw this year uh, and and losing money, I think. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, as opposed to PlayStation, which I think alone had uh, operating revenue of 250 million or so dollars. Sure. So for the quarter. So
0: that's, that's great. It's the same song and dance, right? Where PlayStation has been delivering for Sony for a long time while the other arms of the business continue. Not to too fail. long.
2: I mean, it was hurting for a long time. Sure. But recently, it's the only thing that Sony does. Right. Yeah. So um, so we'll see. We'll, we'll watch that as it marinates. How long ago did they turn it around? I thought it was um, I mean, in terms of profit. Yeah. I want to say like six quarters ago. Okay. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone else would know better than I. I think they were still hurting and taking losses even when PS4 came out, I think. Okay. But I could be wrong. Number three. Square Enix is plenty or I'm sorry, it's planning plenty of post-launch support for Final Fantasy 15 in addition to the expansions that have already been announced. The game's director Hajime Tabata outlined free updates that will roll out over the next year in order to make the experience better. Here's what he says, quote. Our early plans are to enrich certain aspects of the game, adding gameplay enhancements for Chapter 13, buffing ring magic, etc. We'll have the specifics on what and when for you at a later date. After that, we are hoping to delve deeper into the story, adding scenes that will give you new insight into character motivations, such as why Ravis walked the path he did. We will need a little more time with these, as they'll need to be localized and voiced in other languages, but we'll let you know the details once everything is set. For the long term, we are looking at making certain key characters playable and even considering the possibility of customizable avatars, in addition to other features over time. Other features we have in mind include letting you carry over stats from a previous playthrough and adding items that introduce new playstyles, such as low level runs and god mode. We are also examining readability tweaks, increasing font size for certain languages. On top of that, we're looking at content you can enjoy in real time, including new bosses with exclusive rewards and achievements and limited time hunts. End quote.
0: Ooh. Does anything for you? sharon 98 hi colin and greg hello you guys talked about final fantasy 15 and it not being a complete game today on colin and greg live what are your thoughts on game of the year editions or complete editions of games they are the definitive version of the game and devs often add levels and developer diaries to make it seem worth it yet nobody seems to care about that what's the difference here have a good day sharon i don't think the difference is clear like the the fallout well, skyrim let's
2: use skyrim as an example sure Uh, Skyrim Special Edition came to the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One this fall. It has, obviously, tweaks and runs better and looks better, which is fine. But what it really has that makes it Game of the Year edition is all the DLC. Um, So that's the difference. This is supposed to be the final game, in addition to the DLC packs they've already and, like, booster packs and all that kind of stuff they already announced. So I think there is a major difference. I think that Final Fantasy XV seems to have been released in a state of somewhat... Uh, people get mad at me for using the term half-baked and maybe it's not fair maybe it's a little hyperbolic but the game i think could use more time and i think that these kinds of updates are ones that should have already been in the game because what they're basically saying is like well chapter thirteen's not good enough story That's- doesn't make sense because yep. we didn't know how to tell us so we're going to go and shoehorn this and make a new cutscene to explain that it's totally different and and um they are announcing this literally days after the game came out so it's not like uh they had time to really like you know figure this out like I really feel like this was the plan the entire time I think that they identified when they were trying to get the game out in time that like these things are incomplete or not done and we have to fix them and uh, I think the story I mean from what I've been hearing I've, I played the game for eight hours seven hours something like that um, so and I don't really know what's going on in the game and it doesn't seem like it's really that that unusual people are like well you have to watch the anime in the movie and I'm like no that's not gonna happen so what you have to do is put into the game that people spend $60 for the actual story of what the fuck is going on in the game and I don't think there's any shame in them doing that, but I think it's a shame that it wasn't done out of, out of the box. From and day one. I, th- I think it's unfair to um, people that were so eager to play the game and bought the game day one and blazed through it, and then they're like, oh, well, you guys did get the incomplete version of the game, as it stands. This isn't expansion DLC or whatever. This is stuff that makes the game better and run better and look better and feel better and make more sense. And, and so th- I think that it, there is a difference. There's no shame in people supporting their games post-release like that, but what they're fixing seems like balance issues and story issues and QA issues that probably well, should have already right? been I
0: mean that what that, the difference here is the fact of what you're saying they're fixing something they're not just adding to it right they understand there's a problem they're going to it when you when he's talking about you know uh, Sharon here talks about dev diaries right or these little things those are added bonus content features that's something get you interested in a game you already played in love whereas this is the problem of apparently people are playing chapter 13 and it sucks the way it is so why not go in and try to fix it and make it this way and if you're using the word fix dev diaries aren't fixing anything necessarily right. and even if there's an update and your patch is going to through and balancing something out or doing this or adding that it's not like that's what they would be selling you the definitive game of the year edition on that's not what the excitement is the excitement is the dlc the excitement is the new
2: content agreed so you know I, I think it's great you know i think square enix and and tabata and his team should be commended for doing that but i also think that um because i think they're taking an honest look at the final product but it's supposed to be the final product and i think that they're kind of um in a way, kind of full of shit. And, and I think that they should be called out on that. It, does, it doesn't mean that the game's not great and that people don't love it and that some people love it enough for it to be the game of the year, and I think that's all great. But it is, I think, valid to say, hey, guys... When you delayed the game, you had this pretty arbitrary thing you said where you're like, well, we don't some people don't have Internet connections. So we want the experience to be baked in. And so we need actually two months to make the, the day one patch baked into the disc. And I'm like, OK, that's great. But then when the game comes out in November, it has a day one patch. And then what the you're going to do and, th- and then what you're going to do is just add a bunch of shit to it that requires an Internet connection. So you are full of shit. Yeah. And it's OK. And it's OK to just say that. That was such a weird excuse anyway. And I said it at the time. So it does. it's not a reflection on these these people as people. It's not a reflection on their, the final product of the game. It's not really speaking to me, but I know it's speaking to a lot of people. But it's okay to both enjoy something and like something and then also question why it was done a certain way or why they're saying certain things And that whole, no one has an internet connection. We want you to have the final version. Well, it didn't seem that important to have the final version of Chapter 13. It didn't seem that important to have um, the final version of some of these tweaks and tools that let people play the game again in a, in a different way. So that's strange to me, and I think that that should be called out. Number four. It looks like Naughty Dog was teasing The Last of Us Part 2 right in front of our noses for months, similar to how they teased The Original Last of Us and Uncharted 3 Drake's Deception without anyone noticing. Back in September, as a Reddit user pointed out, Naughty Dog released a poster of a girl's arm holding a dagger, with imagery of butterflies and flora hovering around her arm. That butterfly and those plants happen to be Ellie's tattoo in Part 2's trailer, clearly tying the two together. Mm-hmm. So, thought that was pretty cool. Very cool. You guys can go look for imagery on that, but it's pretty obvious. I think Naughty Dog even tweeted out about it. Uh, so, that's exciting.
0: I saw Scott Lowe doing it. Scott. Community specialist manager dude. No, not don't. Guy. Guy. Community guy. Number five. Sony has
2: released the top-selling digital games on PlayStation Network for the month of November. The top ten best-selling digital games on PS4 were in order. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, Battlefield 1, Final Fantasy 15, The Elder Scrolls 5, Skyrim Special Edition, Star Wars Battlefront, Grand Theft Auto 5, Watch Dogs 2, Overwatch, FIFA 17, and Far Cry Primal. The top 10 best-selling digital games on PS3 were in order. Need for Speed, Most Wanted, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, Jack and Daxter Collection, Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare, Devil May Cry HD Collection, FIFA 17, The Last of Us, Minecraft, Pro Evolution Soccer 2017, and Mafia 2. The top 10 best-selling digital games on Vita were in order. Jack and Daxter Collection, XCOM Enemy Unknown Plus, Adventure Time, The Secret of the Nameless Kingdom, Digimon, Sorry, Cyber Sleuth, The Sly Collection, My Name is Mayo, Sort Art, Online, Hollow Realization, World of Final Fantasy, Darkest Dungeon, and Gravity Rush. The top 10 best-selling digital games on PSVR were... In order, Job Simulator, Carnival Games VR, Robinson the Journey, Batman Arkham VR, Until Dawn, Russia Blood, Oh My Genesis VR, Eagle Flight, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, PlayStation VR World, and Hollow Ball. Finally, the top 10 best selling PlayStation classics were in order Psychonauts, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Bully, Destroy All Humans, Metal Slug Anthology, Red Dead Revolver, Dark Cloud 2, The Warriors, Dark Cloud, and Rogue Galaxy. Lots of heartbreaking right
0: that my name is Mayo charted higher than Taco Master did.
2: But not surprising. Well, they really shamelessly did that one, so it worked out for them. I mean, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Uh, Disappointing anyone played that game. Number six. Capcom is feeling bullish about Resident Evil 7 sales. In a conversation with MCV, Capcom's Antoine Milant noted that this is Capcom's biggest release this generation, and that, quote, ideally, we would love to sell four million on day one globally. Damn. That would be great. Looking at what we see in the pre-orders and trends these days, we're pretty confident we are going to get there. All the signs that we have seen across the market, whether it's from the UK or from other territories, are very positive so far. We're not sitting back and relaxing at all because we want to push that. The confidence is there, end quote. Resident Evil 7 still come, due to come out at the end of January. How, how realistic is 4 million? Day I one? think pretty realistic. Really? Yeah. Uh, you have to assume... Um, I don't know if it's on PC as well, but uh, just on the consoles, I mean, you're talking about an install base of 80 million, so four million of a game like that i mean for instance final fantasy 15 sold five million mm. on its, or shipped five million day one which is great um it is worth noting that it seems like final fantasy 15's numbers in japan are the weakest um in a very long time uh i think the weakest week one sale since final fantasy five um but uh still very strong global sales the sales in japan don't really matter that much anymore um, for that particular series especially Uh, as they've westernized it i think for this resident evil 7 seems to have been westernized as well and uh so i think that it will see stagnant sales in japan but uh great sales overall because i think we we haven't had a good survival horror game probably since uh people love soma i think outlast is great but we haven't had a triple a sure style big budget horror game in a long
0: time i mean this is the closest you're going to get to pt right that was the thing pt took the world by storm everybody loved it Everybody played it then they had their hearts ripped out and stomped on it by konami so here you are and you have a game that For all intents and purposes, seems to be pretty good. Seems to be on track, and seems to be scary in that fashion. Let alone VR
2: intensive purposes. No, I don't. (laughs) No, I do not. Still don't know what that means. Intensive purposes. Intensive purposes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these are very intensive purposes. Number seven, Vivendi is continuing to gobble up shares of Ubisoft in a seemingly ongoing attempt to hostily take over the game. Fight Eves! Vivendi now controls 25.15% of the company, up from 24.06% of the company just last month. Vivendi notes in a press release that the company doesn't intend on owning all of Ubisoft or resting control of the company. Website Gamma Sutra, however, notes that according to French law, if Vivendi passes the 30% owned market, must make a bid for a controlling share of the corporation. Mm-hmm. This news comes on the back of word that five employees at Ubisoft in both France and Canada were fined $1.2 million for insider trading of the company, seemingly and apparently unrelated to Vivendi's actions. But these things are happening concurrent to each other nonetheless.
0: I'm fascinated by the story on the, just the, the fact of what's going to happen to Ubisoft, the Vendy coming and doing this, but I'm also just always so interested in how slow the process is. I feel like we've been talking about this for months and months. Yeah, It and takes months. time
2: for them to go find people that are willing yeah. to sell.
0: I mean, I'm sure it seems like what Vivendi's
2: doing is going and finding major shareholders and being like, you own a percent or a half percent of the company will buy it from you. And you just go down the one line. And then and you're like, oh, look, we own more and more of the company. Yeah. Um, this is what Kevin plans on doing us. I think. Oh my God. His problem of course, is that we own the company and I ain't selling the fucking anyone. I'll sell to someone. I was gonna one. say you
0: strike me as the guy who'd sell first.
2: We'll have to wait and see, won't we? We will. You're Number going eight parachute. <laughs> Call of Duty Infinite Warfare sales have been soft, in quotes, according to investing company Robert W. Bard, as relayed by Gamespot. Gamespot a downward projection for Activision's annual sales behemoth. The company notes that sales are trending upward because of promotional activity and sales, but concludes that overall sales should be down 20% when compared to last year's Call of Duty offering, Black Ops 3. Interestingly, sales at retail should be down 35% in total, a number partially nullified by Infinite Warfare's strong digital performance, up 15% over Black Ops 3. So, in other words, retail sales are falling off a cliff, but digital sales are increasing. Activision should still be pleased, though, as the company notes that, uh, and by the company, I mean the investing company, notes that uh, expected worst sales this year should be nullified by microtransact, further nullified by microtransactions and DLC, and that should make a dent in lost sales. Gotcha. What's the deal? We've talked about it overall. Fatigue. Right? I mean, yeah. they're still that's still going to be the best selling game of the or one of the best selling games of the year very easily. Um, but yeah, people are tired, Is and that- I also think people are tired of that setting. Sure. Is it also
0: a mix-up of uh, just how many other sequels are out, too? How many games are out this year? Because this is a common thing we talk about, right? And sequels, and how they're selling less than their mm-hmm. predecessor. But you figure when there's a smaller market, right, it makes more sense. When, well, the, when there's more oxygen, yeah, Watch Dogs is going to perform. Or, uh, when, and when 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 it gets to dominate the market, when it comes out as Watch Dogs 1, and even though it's untested, people are excited for it, and Watch Dogs 2, less so, because there's a million other things to play. I think it's, an, it's a perfect
2: storm of, uh, there was Battlefield, a uh, mainline Battlefield, and... Uh, titanfall though titanfall 2 didn't sell any copies but or many copies but battlefield one certainly ate some of call of duty's dinner i also think that it has to do with infinite uh or uh, infinity Ward going this year they just don't have the um the praise that they once did this is really treyarch's kind of thing now and uh i just think that there's just yeah, a lot of competition and there's fatigue i think that what's going to be telling now is next year's numbers now if the numbers plateau from there then they're steady if they go down again then call of duty's in trouble um and I don't mean that in a dramatic way because they still sell millions and millions of copies, but they're in trouble because uh, they invest a lot of money in these games. Yeah. And I think that at some point they're going to have to understand that they cannot keep doing this. Um, and I think that it's uh, Activision is one of the is uh, frankly just a completely shameless publisher in that regard. So they're, I don't know that they really care because then I think that they see other things like, well, like we have destiny and other things so we'll just run this thing into the ground you know sure um until we can't run into the ground anymore and then eventually these three studios and raven and all the sports studios will eventually start making other games and that's what i'd be really excited to see is in the is in the trio cycle specifically with with sledgehammer i assume sledgehammer is making a call of duty game clearly treyarch is you know the the first one that might not be able to make a call of duty game again and and i'd 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 be excited for them to just make something else a shooter but just don't call call of duty i'd be interested for them to be like this isn't a call of duty game it's Call of Duty game, but we're not going to call a Call of Duty we're game, take we're We, of Duty. Yeah, we take know.
0: everything we learned and we're going to make our own store, our own thing, not have that baggage with it. Activision has certain ways to go, but they're not treating their portfolio with a lot of cl- they're care. They're not doing what Ubisoft does, right? Ubisoft pumped the brakes on Assassin's yep. Creed when they saw a dip and they, as they said, you know, because originally it was, we'll keep making them as long as you keep buying them. People stop buying them. They're like, all right, cool. We'll take a break. We don't want to burn this out. Yep. And, and then, you know, Activision is the company that turned down the Ghostbusters game because it wasn't annualizable is what they said, right? Yep. And that's the, what you see with their big franchises. It's sad. Got to
2: treat your games with a little more care. Number nine. If in case you're still following the Uncharted movie website, we got this covered. Reports that Mark Wahlberg, who was originally tied to the movie to play Nathan Drake, is no longer in the running. So that's that. Well, Wahlberg told the website himself that. Thank news. goodness. And finally, the just wrap. Stop up.
0: making this movie. Try. Don't just stop. Just stop making this movie under add. any. Pur- yeah, I know. It seems like it's in purgatorial. And with the Last of Us, great. That's fine. We don't fucking need these movies. We don't need an Uncharted movie. We don't need a Last of Us movie. The games are amazing. The stories are great. Yeah. Let's just let that be the thing. I agree. Greg
2: 10 wrap up Dragon Quest Heroes 2 has a release date for Western PS4 gamers It will launch on April 28th 2017 the next game out of the boutique EA originals line has been announced it's called Sea of Solitude and is under development at Jomei Games in Germany we'll hear more about that soon action stealth sci-fi game divide is coming to PlayStation 4 on January 31st the beloved Elite Dangerous is coming to PlayStation 4 at some point in 2017 and finally, roguelike FPS Strafe is coming to PlayStation 4 next year as
0: well. Mm, Colin, yes, Divide looks rad. Have you looked in it? Have you watched the trailer? Uh, a little bit, yeah. It looks cool. I'm, I'm excited for
2: it. It gives me a, a Republic kind of vibe. Right,
0: yeah, yeah, like exploring and narrative, you know. Which is another game I wanted to play, but, environment. Never um, but it's still uh, so far away. Yes. The 31st of January so yes. far. If yes. I wanted to know what was coming to Mom and Grop shops today, both digitally and in the physical form,
2: where would I go? Go you to know, the official list of upcoming PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita, PlayStation VR, and sometimes PSP software by the kind of funny co-founders.
0: <laughs> We're
2: not on the same page today with the amount of energy and noise that you're making. But I respect you nonetheless. We bridge do. Constructor. Comes we really are. <gasps> bridge Constructor, PlayStation 4, digital. Become an appraised bridge engineer and architect and Bridge Constructor. Create and design your own constructions and watch the vehicles pass over them, or see them fall and crash while your inferior creations collapse due to the laws of
0: physics. I started playing it. You like it? It's fine. You know, it's like Seems whatever like a Vita game. That's the thing I thought, and then the trophies had a Vita listing on there. I do really? believe. I do believe. Let me double check. But we'll go, oh, some we'll, we'll do I go, I go. We'll do that. I I got. I'm right here. I'm r- it's, it's fine. It's gonna be okay.
2: I don't see it on here.
0: Yeah, it does. Yep. But no mention of it here on this thing. I noticed as well.
2: Don Bradman Cricket 17 comes to PlayStation 4. This is out on the 15th, so it is a Thursday release. Who doesn't love some good cricket? It says Don Bradman's Cricket 17 brings a new revolutionary control system, delivering the best batting, bowling, and fielding experience by providing you an even greater level of variety and precision of play. Motion capture first-class cricketers, including female cricketers, for the first time in all game modes. Drive, drive, drive comes to PlayStation 4 Digital. It says, drive, drive, drive is a racing game unlike any other where players must drive their cars to victory across multiple tracks at the same time. To place well in every track you're racing on, you're going to have to hop track to track on a regular basis. Ooh, Don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. You Really? You don't want to drive, drive, drive? I don't really want to drive, 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 no. You want to Uber, Uber, Uber? Yeah, Uber, 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 eat, 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 and sleep, sleep, sleep. Gotcha. And fuck, 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 Ugh. fuck, fat... City VR comes to PlayStation VR. Digital is out on the 15th. This is a Thursday release. In this action puzzler spread throughout the five boroughs of New York City, players will use their cunning and brainpower to plan raids and execute getaways to pull in the big bucks in the city that never sleeps. Oh, you're going to get that in New York. You love New York. I do love New York, but no, I'm probably not going to get that. Gotcha. Feist comes to PlayStation 4 Digital. Feist is a multi-award winning, beautifully handcrafted action game. Follows the story of a fragile little fur creature and its desperate attempt to rescue its mate from the club. Jesus Christ. Hiccups. You gonna burp? Nope. You're throwing up? You gonna die? Let's try it again. It follows the story of a fragile little fur creature in its desperate attempt to rescue its mate from the clutches of a pack of malicious predators. You don't play that one? You love mates. The fuck does this mean? Her Majesty's spiffing comes to PlayStation 4 digital. Is that like a... What is spiffing? I don't know.
0: Well, it's slang.
2: I'll I'll get to you. Assuming command of the near-futuristic spaceship HMSS Imperialize and her crew. You will venture into the cosmos, solving puzzles, engaging in witty banter, deal with crippling claustrophobia, gradually succumb to the sustained exposure of cosmic radiation, and so on. All for queen and
0: country. Right. This, has it, this has it listed as an adjective. Okay. How spiffing you look. Excellent. Splendid. It's not how it's used
2: here as an adjective. Her Majesty's spiffing. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I'm sure there's British people that will let us know. I Expect You to Die comes to PlayStation VR Digital. I Expect You to Die is a virtual reality puzzle game that places you in the well-polished shoes of an elite secret agent. You must attempt to survive deadly situations in immersive and dangerous locales. Complete each operation using problem-solving skills and wits. Oh, and the power of telekinesis that all of our agents are equipped with. The Little Acre comes to PlayStation 4 Digital. The Little Acre follows the story of Aidan and his daughter Lily, set in the 1950s Ireland. After discovering clues as to the whereabouts of his missing father, Aiden begins investigating until he inadvertently finds himself tra- transported to a strange new world. Do you think this is the prequel to Beyond Two Souls? I was going to say I was wondering what's with people going to Ireland and telling kids stories. Isn't that, isn't <laughs> that <laughs> it, Song of the deep yeah, as well?
0: Oh, Maron did this. Oh, my shalley. Mag- no, I got it over oh, here. I got, got you. Yeah, I got I got spiff as a noun. Attractiveness or charm in appearance, dress, or manners. He may need more than spiff to get him through the bad patches ahead. her, really make any her, sense. Majesty, her Majesty's attractiveness or charm hmm. in appearance, dress, or. Elizabeth well, the
2: Second is hot.
0: <laughs> you' kidding so. me. Magnet Knights comes to
2: PlayStation Four digital. It's out the fifteenth. That is a Thursday release. Magnet Knights is a competitive local multiplayer game. Each knight has the ability to magnetize on the walls, and the knights can attack each other with swords, arrows, and the mighty hammer, among others. Maldita Castilla EX comes to PlayStation 4 Digital. It's out the 15th. This a Thursday. It's Spanish, so let's try again. Maldita Castilla EX. C. Si. C. Si. Cursed Castilla, Maldita Castilla EX, is an arcade action platformer full of creatures from medieval myths from Spain and the rest of Europe, as well as from chivalric romances. The game is an extended version of the renowned classic arcade Matilda Castilla, originally created by the indie Loco Malito a lot of words a lot in of way. words in that. that's what i was thinking it's too telling you literally nothing about the game motor strike immortal legends comes to playstation 4 digital it's out on the 15th that is a thursday a new action racing experience compete against your friends in a frenzied battle that mixes action and driving as you've never seen before i've never seen those mixed well perfect comes to playstation 4 digital perfect is virtual reality escapism at its purest Leave behind the daily grind and slip away to beautiful and relaxing locations made possible through VR. Visit several stunning and interactive destinations from sun-drenched beaches and peaceful mountains to the spectacular northern lights. Instantly accessible, yet endlessly captivating. Ooh. Stardew Valley comes to PlayStation 4 Digital. You've inherited your grandfather's old farm plot in Stardew Valley. Armed with hand-me-down tools and a few coins, you set out to begin your new life. Can you learn to live off the land and turn these overgrown fields into a thriving home? Can you, Colin?
0: Yes. You ex- are you going to play this one you think yes. you play a lot of this one I'd like That's to I heard it's great yeah exactly such a I hint. like Harvest Moon yeah I, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed those for a while uh, my dog Nick 96 writes in to com slash PSQ just like you can to get your question on the show and says hi Colin and Greg hello I heard Indie Darling Stardew Valley was coming to PS4 this week, and I couldn't be more excited, except if it came to Vita. Ever since I heard about this game in the PC space, I knew I wanted to buy it as soon as it came to console. I just wanted to share my joy and encourage any fans of Harvest Moon or cartoony farm sim games to get it. I hope to see you all out on the farm. My dog, Nick96. P.S. I love (laughs) blowjobs. nice <laughs> well said my dog nick i always appreciate your dynamite drop-ins trove is the final game of
2: the week comes to ps4 digital says grab your friends and set off for adventure in this free-to-play voxel based action mmo whether you want to battle deadly monsters explore wild realms build new
0: worlds or just show off your style trove's got you covered oh good i'm glad somebody's got me covered on that that's one. it no vita games this week sad but a lot of games in general mm-hmm. too many games some would say a lot of those games Seemed like they're not going to sell well because there's too many things happening, Colin. Well, it's just, you know, they'll learn. Yeah. Uh, Worth pointing out too. episode five, Batman. Yep. Episode five as well. Yeah. It's very exciting. Very exciting. We can't wait. Very excited about that. Very excited. Are you going to get to it tomorrow night? I think so. Uh, mm
2: -hmm. I'd like to. I have dinner plans tomorrow. Uh, Gio Corsi is Mm going to watch uh, Lola. Yeah. Uh, So we're going to bring her over just to acclimate her and have dinner with them and make sure she's fine with uh, uh, Laverne and Carmine, his Boston Terriers. Very cute. Uh, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was like melting with all three of them around me yeah god boston terriers are the best they're yeah. just the best they fart a lot but mm-hmm. they're the best mm-hmm. and especially you know i love me some some carmine but are you kidding me with laverne are you yeah. fucking kidding me a little with potato that dog little oh potato. my god dude yeah, very cute just want to squeeze her mm-hmm. you know what i mm-hmm. mean just mm-hmm. want
0: to just want to squeeze her i understand
2: so uh yeah so we're gonna go there so i get home a little late tomorrow but i but that's the intention that's Good. the intention
0: mm-hmm. colin yeah time for topic of the show we have several questions Mm. to discuss at length about the last of us part two Mm. let's start with tom 1993 x who wrote in to kindoffunny.com slash psq just like you can it says hello greg and colin hello it's been a few days since the reveal trailer for the last of us part two was shown and goddamn, are we all excited As two huge fans of the original, what do you think Naughty Dog were trying to show us in the trailer? I, for one, am a bit confused. It looks as clear as day that Joel is nothing more than a figment of Ellie's imagination, leading to the conclusion that he meets his death somewhere in the next game. Although predictable, why would Naughty Dog spoil this so early on in a game that's this big? Unless, of course, they want us to believe in this case. Personally, I would have preferred if the trailer ended after seeing the Firefly symbol, leaving a sense of intrigue for us to explore. Would love to know your thoughts in where the, on where the sequel might go. Thanks, and I hope all is well. Now I want to bring in because I think it's all related. Htrx98 wrote in to kindofindcom slash just like you can't says hello, Colin and Greg. Hello, he said to wait for that. I apologize. Recently at PSX, we saw the announcement in the quick trailer for The Last of Us Part 2. My question is, what do you think of the story's theme being around hate this time? This is basically a direct contrast to the original Last of Us theme of hope. Do you think that this will completely change the feel of the original's game? I'm looking forward to this game, whether or not it comes out in 2019. Yours, Hunter Reed. So, he's going off of the fact that the panel... About the last of us part two, Neil said that the original game was hope. This one's hate. And then you bring it into how Mad Ellie is in that trailer. And this is something we talked about briefly on our reaction stream, but really haven't delved into. What do you make of it? Do you buy this theory that Joel's dead and that's what she's, she's going out to avenge? No. What do you think it's about? Uh,
2: I am of the mind that it's so obvious that he looks dead in it that that it can't possibly be. Yeah. Uh, because that why would they give that away? You know, um, unless the idea is that he dies in the interstitial period between games and we don't really see Joel, but I don't really feel like The Last of Us is complete without him. Um I think that, you know, and we're gonna spoil the last of us. I mean you've had plenty of time if you haven't played it. I mean that's that's really a travesty. Um but uh you've had over three years to play yeah. it. Uh he, they they looked like they were gonna kill him in the original one and I think that they probably should have. Um but since they kept him alive till the end and for reason, you know, the plot is it's necessary for him to be alive. Um I just don't know that you can just do it again and so i think that it's possible joel dies in the game but i i just I, I agree that when i saw the trailer i'm like it's so obvious that it seems like he's not really there that it could just be a memory or something like that or she's thinking about him they're they're distant or apart from each other for some reason um but i don't want to go down the road thinking that he's he's dead and he's avenging her necessarily that the one she's avenging him no she's avenging him rather the one interesting thing that you know um you know, we've had a lot of conversations with Neil about the game over the years and both on shows and just one-on-one or whatever. And, uh, I know that one of the things that I walked away from, um, you know, it's hard to talk about the creator, the person who actually knows the answers to the, to what's going on. Yeah. Where like the ending for instance of the last of us, um, and particularly with the cure, I was always of the mind that there was no guarantee that the fireflies were going to be able to make the cure. He basically said that, that, is a guarantee mm-hmm. um, if we, I remember correctly yeah, when we had and I never members. got that and that kind of um, ruined it for me in a way not ruined it I mean the game's great but that kind of like that's not the notion I got so I don't I don't really want to talk to Neil too much more about the game sure, because it brought out another because it's his game and he's writing and creating it but I have like my own notions about these particular things that I think are driving the narrative for me as an individual which sure. I think is the right of the of the consumer um, but it's interesting that he talked about how the first game's about hope because I didn't get that at all um, I thought the game was completely hopeless. And mm-hmm. so that's an interesting... That's an interesting... It's about love, but it's not about... I mean, to me, it wasn't about hope. Mm-hmm. So so that's, that's an interesting thing to hear him say as well, that the first game's about hope and this is about, like, revenge or whatever.
0: Well, for me, it's through the lens of Ellie. And in the first one, she is hopeful. You know what I mean? Even though she's seen so much, but they're on this journey, she's still cheery. She is still that bright spot. She is still trying to bring out the best in Joel, let alone, you know, coming along herself and then being the cure on all top of this. It's the hope of the cure. It's the hope of being able to save him. It's the hope of being a kid who isn't downtrodden by this life. And so for me that in terms of the next one being hate, I think that it, that's the, the problem I have with a the theory, right? Of that, And if you haven't, if you've missed this online, right, you know, clearly Ellie has killed all these people. She's there playing the guitar. And then Joel walks in. He looks like a ghostly figure. We never get a direct look at him. And it seems like he's have. you know, are are you really going to do this? And she's like, yeah, I'm going to kill. I'm going to kill all of them. Um, it, It seems too on the nose in terms of, you know, Naughty Dog is usually so good at keeping us guessing as to what's going to happen. Right. Catherine Marlowe is going to be 400 years old. Your belief they were going to kill Sully or what desire for them to kill Sully, all these different things. I feel like it's so hard to nail it down that it does seem too direct, but it's also for me, it makes sense as to what her motivation would be. And I, now granted they could take it in a different direction, but it, for me, it makes sense that the game opens and we've jumped ahead years and it is Joel and Ellie and they are being peaceful and they're doing all these things. And the prologue to the real game is, fireflies coming back and wanting revenge and assaulting the base that you're living in, probably in the dam or whatever, right? Joel dying, Ellie making the thing that she's going to go get him. And she has this like list and she's going out on this mission. The thing of course is that you could plug anyone into that, but I just don't know if it would have the same impact, right? Maybe the game opens and Ellie has a new girlfriend. Ellie has a new best friend and this is what happens. So the fireflies come in and kill her and that's you know, or him or whatever. And we move on that way. And Joel's with her for this ride. Cause he's Joel and he's ride or die. But I still feel like Joel isn't the kind of character that would ask that question. And maybe the relationships changed as she's aged up. Maybe they're on different footing now, but it just doesn't seem like Joel would. Are you sure you really want to do this? If Joel didn't believe in the mission, I don't think Joel would go out with her or would let her go out if this thing. And so that's the interesting thing to wrestle with. But of course we're wrestling with it all based on, a few minutes the the thing that you know is interesting it is the fact that he, you know one of the comments here was they would have been happy with the trailer ending on the firefly logo on the stop sign. I would have been too which is what i thought they were going to do at first and i was like oh man that sucks i want more and then it immediately went into more but it is something that i don't think we're really talking about or fixing enough the fact that the firefly logo on the stop sign was then the naughty dog pin that they were giving out at psx as well i think there's more to that and we're so hung up on is joel alive we're not hung up enough on what that actually means because i think it's I'm watching it through the lens of Ellie wants revenge on the fireflies and doing all this stuff. But is that really what's happening? Is it that maybe, maybe they did. She did join the fireflies on, on this new firefly ground, right? Or whatever of where they are now and what they are and what their current mission is. And it's somehow directed at that. Cause I don't know as much as a, it's a foregone conclusion to Neil and me playing it and the other Fireflies. I mean, there's an argument to be made and w- would be an interesting scene to see play out of talking to a group of Fireflies of like, well, no, I didn't want to die or I wasn't... We're not sure if it was going to work, so why would I put myself through that? And you know, not Joel having explained that, obviously. Well, this is kind of why I hate this kind of shit. Like,
2: seeing very little bit of the game very far out, this game's not coming out until 2019 at the earliest. And um, now we just get to spin... Tales as they even just rev up developing really developing the game yeah because um, a lot of people are like well they, they've been working on it for two years I'm like guys they haven't been working on it for two years that's not what he, like that's not you know what was meant they've been working on uncharted and so we're they had a small team probably making f- exploring the idea and, and figuring those things out um, but the game is so far away so far away that we have now this little bit of information to spin ourselves into a frenzy over without really having any context. And I know that that's the idea, and that's fun, and that's good marketing, and that gets everyone hyped up in video games. But people have been asking me the question of, like, well, why are you so excited about this? Because I was very excited to see this. I thought it was a really kind of brilliant red herring. Uh, I thought Uncharted 4's DLC was a super awesome red herring at PSX because it took Night Dog off the board. And, uh, you, you know, they don't typically show multiple games from the same studio. Um when we haven't even seen anything from Sucker Punch in a long time or yeah. from other things, you'd expect that they would go first or more from Bend or more from whoever. And what I liked about it was, you know, that they they got it on the board and like, we are really working on it and it is very far away, but like, we are working on it and what's the difference? The, the honest answer is there is no difference. They shouldn't be showing games this early and I, I don't, and it's the same thing I was saying with Death Stranding there. Death Stranding is so far away that I feel bad for people that think they're going to play it in like 2018 or something. It's just not going to happen. And so like, to me, I I I look at this stuff and I'm like, this is tantalizing and it's fun, and I try to stop my mind at that point and be like, it's coming. There's no reason to read any more into this because you know that like Naughty Dog's so smart and so good at what they do, and so and such a master of the bait and switch and master of the secret kept and master of all these kinds of things that that there's nothing in that trailer that I think you could opt, actually read into that is actually going to be real because like they they're not stupid. They saw and they're like, oh, yeah, people are going to think Joel's dead. Like, are they really just going to give that away? Mm. I just don't believe it. And if they did that, that I feel like that's some of the most literal shit they've ever done with that game or that series. This kind of nascent, fledgling series. So I, I, I see it and I'm excited, but at the same time, I wish that they stuck more to what we, you know, to our, our maybe a particular personal protocol, which is like just show it when you're a little more ready. Because I would have been more excited to see that trailer six months before the game came out. You oh, know, sure, as man. as
0: as opposed to. But this is going to get the full blown Sony treatment. Like this is going to be a Horizon. You know what I mean? This is going to be Uncharted. There's going to be preview events. There's going to be multiple preview events and different vertical slices and all these different things. And that's why I think that even if it is that Joel dies and that's the catalyst for it, they're going to be able to hide that where I think they're going to be able to hide it by showing part of the prologue. Oh, you're at, a, you're at base, and here you're being assaulted by Fireflies, or if they want to just call them enemies or whatever. And then your next gameplay taste is, alright, Ellie's off on her own now, doing this, that, and the other, and there's no reference, you know, to Joel's dead or whatever, mm-hmm. and he has to move on that way.
2: My hope is that by 2018, we see a full-fledged E3 demo, the likes of which we saw for uh, in 2012, right? For The Last of Us, It was announced in 2011. It was in December 11. Yeah, E3 2012 is when we saw them in the apartment building with the different HUD and all that kind of stuff. Right. And they were like sneaking around. I hope that that's what we see in 18 months or more than that. It'll be like, yeah, 18 months from now or so. Um, That sets a nice stage for us to actually start asking more tangible questions. Mm. In other words, I hope that with with Death Stranding and with The Last of Us Part 2 that they both kind of just go go away. Sure. Um, Make the game. The team is now settling back over after the you know on all, all the uncharted support gets done. These guys are probably sitting down with this game for the first time the last few months, like as a team, not you know. Because again, I know that they've said like we started working on this two months ago or two years ago and stuff like that. And I'm like, guys, they, they've not been working on this game for two years in the way you think that some people are interpreting that. And so I want to see them, you know, go away and figure it out. There's probably a lot of questions that haven't been answered yet um, on their own. And I wouldn't be surprised if the things in internally that they're figuring out are going to change. Because the one cool thing that Naughty Dog has, which I think is it, they've earned, is time. Sure. And there's going to be I'm sure that there's some sort of internal gauge of when they'll be done with the game, but it's going to move. Well, and, yeah. And Neo they made, never and they never hit their dates. They asked that
0: on the panel. Yeah. If they had a date or whatever. And Neil's like, we have something in mind, but we've learned our lesson. and We're not going to put that out there because we don't want to disappoint people or right. make a thing about it. So my
2: assumption is spring 2019 and, and we'll have not to,
0: uh, we're doing next week. Our topic of the show is going through all the exclusives and laying them out on what where it's going to be. Just to, for my own, art, to put it in here while we're talking about it, I'm saying fall 2018 for Last of Us t- Part Two. Okay, I, I that think, would be nice. But I think it's gonna. I think they're gonna be pedal to the metal, and I think they're gonna want to hit that point because it's such a big deal. We that'll be can awesome. We talk about, that. We can talk about um, that later. Yeah, we'll talk about it because I don't think they even need it then. But
2: the. Uh yeah, that would be an interesting episode. Oh, yeah, I'd what, love to be example. wrong. That's what I was saying to people about, you know, people were like, why are you so positive that Death Stranding and The Last of Us won't be well, yeah, ready I, for, oh,
0: I'm sorry. Can I, no, no, it's fine. I, I want to, I think somebody's talking to you about Death Stranding on the, the point you're about to make. Over on com slash PSQ, Metal Slugger, Metal Slugger, but he uses a three in there, so I thought I was going to go numbers, but it's Metal Slugger. Says hi, Greg and Colin. It was a pleasure seeing you guys at the PlayStation Experience in Anaheim last week. The line was too packed for the meet and greet, but I did wave from a distance while in line for the last Guardian demo. I appreciate all the work you do to entertain, inform, and inspire us. I don't have a question, but rather a comment regarding Colin's point about Kojima's production's marketing strategy for Death Stranding. After checking out the Kojima Productions panel on Saturday, December 3rd, they confirmed that the engine they are using for the game is partnered with Guerrilla Games, who are now currently nearly, I'm sorry, who are currently nearly ready to release Horizon Zero Dawn. I have to figure this game could actually be in 2.5 to 3 years max, since most of the assets for their code are shared, which is unlike the Fox engine for Metal Gear Solid 5, in which they had to build everything from the ground up. Regarding the danger of overexposing Death Stranding, I've watched YouTube pundits, including Yong ye's, uh, analysis of the first two trailers released so far, and it is clear that the two are married together to make a larger point about what this game could be about, with themes in the vein of Interstellar and Stranger Things. There are too many parallels between the two that clue in on the premise of the game, and it appears that, it will all, that it will, and it, appears it was always the plan for both to release within a close time frame to each other. I don't think that this is any different than the rest of Kojima's releases in terms of hype building. I think it was smart, well played, and shows that Hideo Kojima is continuing without Konami in perfect form. So I hate to disagree with Colin's point about them overexposing. Granted, I know he said they are close to overexposing, so maybe they're not, we're not exactly there yet. I would still love to see more gameplay at some point next year. Would love to hear your thoughts on what the two these two trailers together mean for the story and the release schedule of the game. Thanks, keep up the great work. Hashtag Colin is still always right. Metal Slugger.
2: I have problem people disagreeing with me. And again, I, what I was saying, particularly about Death Stranding, I'm way more bullish about in terms of that game. There's no way, it's going to be ready anytime soon. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that game came out in 2020. The 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 uh, the thing about the last of us is that particularly is that I'd love to be wrong about it. I'd love for your date to be right. I yeah. would I would love to eat shit on that because we need it. You know, like we want that game. I look at their release schedule though, and I don't see how it even fits at, at that time. And I don't know that that's necessarily their internal projection. But I have not talked to Neil or anyone off the record about. It. I don't even I don't even know. Um, it's just I look at it and I'm like, there was a time when. The biggest the, let me back up. The biggest uh, naughty dog turnaround that was the most impressive was actually Drake's Fortune Among Thieves because the it was at that point that they were still one team. And Among Thieves was such a quantum leap from Drake's deception in terms of graphical look and quality that it was really amazing that they built that so quickly. And it was and, and they did. They did it in two years. I was gonna say two years. Um right? now everyone's like, Well they did it with Uncharted 2 and Uncharted Three. I'm like, well, that's different because now they they hi- they hired up and then split the teams in half. So really what ended up happening there was the last was took four years. And Uncharted Three with a team that was using the same engine now and really a similar asset grouping, like in other words, Uncharted Two and Uncharted Three look the same compared to Drake's Deception. Um, That was less impressive. And Uncharted Four or the Uncharted four year development cycle with what was what I assume was a split team but a smaller team tells me that the game is going to take four years to make Mm. and and or at the very least three. And I don't really believe at all that with Neil so knee-deep into uh, Uncharted 4, with Bruce leaving, Bruce is gone now. Yeah, Bruce is on a on sabbatical. On a, a sabbatical. A said, yeah. um, I just don't believe that this game has been has even entered full production. And so we don't know that. Hopefully I can talk to Neil soon, on or off the record, and get a better idea about that. But I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to say like two years from now, we'll be playing The Last of Us Part Two, but I just don't believe it. Yeah. And the the thing that De- with Death Stranding is that Kojima takes fucking forever right and that's a game where I don't believe for one second that game is in production like I don't I I, I just I think that the game is that he's assembling his team he's assembling his technology it's concept he's assemble he's getting people to make in-game and you know as he said with this is that that was running on um, PS4 Pro at 4k they're figuring things out and Kojima is going to take his time. And this is why I think it was maybe an error if this is true about why Sony is overexposing him because it's creating an incredible amount of hype for a game that is really far away. Like I'd really be shocked if it was anywhere near being done before 2019. And that's fine. That's not that's not a problem for them to take that long with the game. I think that they should take all the time they want. It will be a beautiful last of a style end cap to PlayStation 4's life cycle as we move into PS5 or whatever the fuck's in the future. You have to assume 2019, 2020 somewhere out there. But I don't understand creating artificial hype about something that seems to be so infant, like in its infancy and its embryonic state. What I think would have been a stronger call for Sony and what I would have think would have been way more tantalizing and way more exciting and way more full of intrigue is for them to to have released like we are, we have signed Kojima. The game is called Death Stranding. See you later. You know, maybe release one trailer or one little sneak peek at something and then just go away for a couple of years and then come out of nowhere. In March, you know, with an, a secret event reveal, people are invited somewhere, and then they show the game for the first time. I think that that's way more exciting than the way they're doing it now. I don't understand these long-tail reveals, and that's what these are. I mean, we don't know specifically, what, like Naughty Dog has proven that they can create games way quicker than Kojima can make games, and that could be the trajectory that Last of Us Part Two was on, and I would be, I would love that. I would love, love, love for that game to be in 2018. I think it would be awesome. I'd be super excited about that. No one's going to be more excited about that than me. I love The Last of Us. But Death Stranding is so far away like you know it yeah that's you what know? my and prediction for next week is it's far away and so yeah i don't i think i don't know how you feel about it but i think it's a mistake i think it's i think it's silly and now if the, if they go away now i think that they can still preserve that intrigue but if and they keep the thing, going no. with this and they show something at e3 and they show it's like guys sure. you know
0: like enough no i think you have to go quiet here because you've had the year now you've had the year where you're like we remember how it was all screwed up, PSX ended awkwardly, Kojima couldn't come to the Game Awards last year. Okay, fine. Then it was a few days later, he's working with us, we're making a game. And so you had that they were riding that wave of goodwill and good intention and good news right and so it is that all right cool this is where we're going and then here you nobody expects anything from him any look at it and here it is it's norman reedus it, you know what i mean it's not silent hills but it's what, what it's what we're doing it's still him and i then they do this next one they have Guillermo does horror and they're like he's in it too and Madden mickelson all right cool we have a cast we have a thing it's been a year of excitement and now yeah you go quiet and you do what you're seeing with everybody, like pretty much all the announcements from E3, right? Where it was God of War, Days Gone, and there was more Detroit. And now it's like, all right, cool. Pump the brakes. We're not going to talk about them at every show. We don't need them every time. Where does it go? But it does become that thing of what you're saying makes sense. I think they will fade away. But then it's like, like Kajima, i have a two-hour interview with kojima uh, on stage at an rtx sydney right i don't and i have no knowledge of what he's doing or bringing i doubt he's going to bring a new trailer or anything but he's still out in the public eye talking right and we're going to definitely talk about death stranding and what he's looking at and what he thinks it's going to be but that's not the same as coming out and being like all right here's a new cast member, are you going to ask trailer, about why
2: paul Bearers is in the in the game no we
0: all know it's garimo the Toro um i do want to know with the name of the Baby that keeps going invisible and hopping around. Trailers. Yeah, in the
2: trailer though, like the way the trailers are designed, it's very Kojima like, right? Yeah, of course. This it's- shit takes time and energy, and I and I respect and appreciate that. And I'm, you know, I'm not trying to squash excitement about these games. What I'm trying to do is set realistic, realistic expectations because I really feel like this generation has showed us time and time again on both Xbox's side and PlayStation's side that it takes way longer and way more resources to make these games on these consoles than people had realized because of the high level of graphical and technical fidelity is being achieved on these games. And so even a game that would take three years in the previous generation is now going to take four. And like, I think that, you know as we go in on next next week's episode which we will record after this about uh the The timeline for the upcoming
0: exclusives i think that there's going to be a bigger spread than people realize for these games because on my sheet right here without talking about what games are on there next next year looks weak next year looks weak i don't think you're getting the majority of these games you think you're getting next year
2: and then if that's true then why would you release the last of us in 2018 and so on and so forth right so so those are like I would I would love to be wrong. This is one of those like Colin was right. I'm trying to rub anyone's noses in it. This is like me being like guys like, just don't get too excited. Yeah, you know like if 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 I'm wrong and then it sneaks up on you and it's lo and behold October 2018, The Last of Us Part Two, which I don't think is going to happen. But if that if that's what happens, then fucking a dude, where I'm wrong, it's great. Everyone's excited and it's snuck up on you and it's it, as opposed to like going in with the expectations that. Like the last bus on Uncharted 4 were both delayed significantly mm-hmm. and you have to keep those things the last bus is delayed was delayed twice the last delay was not so yeah, significant Yeah it was like what a month or whatever it was um, and you know as as Bruce told us that was the difference between a great game and a, and what it was even if they set the date for 2018 they're not going to make it I mean that that's 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 my prediction and just take your time both these the, the, the thing about both of these teams is just take your fucking time We don't need these games in 2018 I don't think we should get them in 2018. There's this whole stack of shit still coming out, and I don't mean that in a pejorative way. I mean there's just a lot of shit coming yeah, out. There's a lot of games, and uh, so let's see where everything goes. But I'm, uh, but I mean I'm super excited about the Last of Us Part Two. I'm super excited about the possibilities of the Last of Us Part Two, and I'm really interested and intrigued. And tantalized by Death Stranding, specifically because Kojima's mind is so unique and so strange that uh, only he can deliver these specific kinds of games. And I'm glad that he's finally getting out of Metal Gear, which I think became a comic book at the at, sure. at, at the end um, and really lost what it was all about. Um, I think it lost what it was all about games ago, not necessarily with Five, which I
0: barely. Well, that'll be the interesting thing about it: being a Kojima fan and being such a Metal Gear fan is the fact that. I don't know if, and I guess this is back to the argument I always make that are we to the point where, for a video game player, uh, Naughty Dog making a game is similar to Scorsese making a film. You know what I mean? Kojima making a game is similar to Spielberg or something like that, where on paper i don't know if i was looking if they're pitching me uh, the metal what metal gear had become you know we got the fucking fireman and fucking young psycho mantis floating around and stuff like that if that would have been i would have been excited from day 1 for it if it was just that and it wasn't metal gear if it wasn't snake if i didn't think it was a continuation of that story and i don't know i guess i'm in the majority or the minority there because it did do fine and it did do well and it wasn't like metal gear's name was bringing in millions and millions and millions of fans we talk about that all the time right like it was a subsect of people that actually cared about it but i guess that this doesn't make any sense i mean right now that's the whole thing is they're loading up this game that it can be whatever the fuck you want the gameplay to be but it's got norman reedus it's got kojima you have both a movie star then to push the actual game itself if you don't know about it and it is a new ip and then you have kojima's name if you are an insider who cares Anyways, we'll see
2: how it all goes. I will. Re- I will remind everyone that he did have the essence of Metal Gear in the first ninety minutes of Metal Gear Solid Five, and they let it go. And so that's what I'm hoping this game
0: is mm, yeah. mm, more like the hospital. If yeah. You want it to be like the, you know, the amazing, whole game, like amazing the hospital. scene. Yeah, I think it'll be more like the crazy ass shit towards oh, the end. God, yeah. I hope yeah. Not not, like, not open world. I mean, not open world. Yeah, go go replay the same again. missions, that kind of thing. But I think it's going to be <clears throat> fucking nuts. Though. Uh back to the topic of the show, though, where we're still talking about this stuff. Uh, Gaza UK says, hi, Colin and Greg. After the Last of Us Part 2 announcement, it has been revealed that Bruce Straley is not involved on the project and is taking a leave from Naughty Dog. I know Neil Druckmann is a fantastic director, but do you think he can direct the same level of gameplay quality out of the sequel on his own? I'd love to know your thoughts. Thanks, Gaza. Royston UK. I think he's going to be just fine. He's Bruce not- is great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Bruce, you know, didn't matter. Bruce obviously matters, but they've built such a team at Naughty Dog. I really I'm not concerned with someone else stepping into the roles or moving around doing this. You don't understand with Naughty Dog in particular is that
2: I mean we've known people that have come and gone from there, but it's not a place you go in a line of studios in order to get where you're going. That's where you go to, to end up, if that makes yeah. any sense. And yeah. so this is a, a team of A teams that knows exactly what it's doing. Remember that Neil Druckmann isn't writing the story alone. He's writing it with someone else. And my assumption is that's to put the writing creative duties on someone else so he can direct the game. So um you know, I think that you can't read too much into Bruce. I mean, Bruce leaving sucks. Bruce worked on Uncharted 2, Uncharted 4, The Last of Us. I mean, and I'm sure that he has his hands on or did have his hands in this game. And, and he's only, he's only going to be gone for a year. So this, it's not like he can't come back. And what I'm wondering is if he does come back when the game is ramping to full production in which he will jump back in. Um, I don't think that has beyond the pale either or beyond beyond the uh, the realm of possibility. So um don't read too much into his absence, and don't read too much into Neil working alone because he's not. Uh, they'll be fine, and yeah. and remember that the last was already has its foundation. Um, Drake's fortune, for as much as it changed to Among Thieves, was the foundation for what Uncharted will always be. And with with that so solidified, that's I don't want to say a lot of the work or most of the work because it's not, but it's some of the work that's done already. Like the, we know what the last was is, we know what that world is, we know how it works, and. Um, that probably solves some problems for them and so I think that they're going to be just fine and they can attract any kind of talent they want at that studio. And so. I mean,
0: that's the thing though is that what you're talking about. You go there to end up there and you see people rise to the ranks, right? Like Kurt's doing the single-player DLC. You know what I mean? Josh obviously too. But kurt i remember when i first met him when he was just working alongside ballard on random things for uncharted and then slowly seeing him take on more and more responsibilities to yeah now they're to a point where okay you can handle this dlc we'll go do other stuff and worry about this and i think that's the same thing with the last of us team and the people there that they obviously are keeping people around and these people work in the last of us and they get the story and they get what's happening they get what makes naughty dog naughty dogs there's no fear in that I think the bigger piece of excitement that we should all really start thinking about is now that Uncharted's done,
2: and again, we, without its Uncharted 4, because I think it's a little too close to a, for us to get too crazy with it, uh, the way Uncharted ends um, suggests to me that it's not done, um, but uh, done for now. Uh, what's exciting and tantalizing is like what's after The Last of Us Part II. Like th- 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 We're going to get a new IP out of them, um, probably, and it would be exciting if it was a PS5 launch game or, or something like that, but we're getting close to the point um, where... The Last of Us was so unusual because it was new and we didn't expect it. Um, now that Uncharted is being, I think, soft retired, I think that would be a safe bet. Um, what do we get from them now? I
0: think that's what's. I think that's what's interesting about Bruce's sabbatical is I bet he comes back with the next idea. I bet that, I'm sure that right now they're doing me wrong, pitching different things, trying different things. There's going to be a million things going on behind the scenes there that we won't know about for a long, long time. But I would not be surprised if Bruce came back and he's like. This is the game I want to make. This is what we're going to do. And that becomes a huge thing for them. You're probably right. That's a good point. Colin. Mm. Spookle Bean says. Oh. Hi, Colin and Greg. Mm. I'll keep this brief because I just lost the much longer question I wrote trying to preview and check for errors. Anyway. The Last of Us Part 2. Yay. But more specifically, this should mean The Last of Us Factions gets a sequel. I know Colin put some time into the awesome multiplayer in the first game, but what would you guys want to see in the sequel to Factions? Thanks for all you guys do. You made the four-hour drive to my granddad's funeral much easier to bear. I even laughed during the journey, which was amazing to feel during such a sad time. P.S. I love you. Heck. I love everyone today. We love you, Spooklebeens. Sorry about your grandfather. You did like the multiplayer. I loved it. Is multiplayer coming back for this? I would assume
2: so. Now, the, I mean, that seems to be a directive with Naughty Dog, and it seems, like they're, getting, it seems like they're getting data that it, it, people retain the games, and they enjoy them. And I think what was so unusual to me, and I'll never forget it, um, in the months leading up to the last episode, when we started getting access to the game, um, when we were at IGN... Uh, I remember going to the to to Sony HQ in San Mateo like a month before the game came out. This was no one had seen the the, the multiplayer that they weren't talking about. No, you and I remember it coming like b- two weeks before I, the I remember game coming came back out. and being like why I remember asking David Ballard was one of the guys. I remember I'm like, why are you guys hiding this? Like this is good. And I and, and what sh- what it showed to me was, well, it's similar to the stories you hear about the last of us about how they their expectations were that it was going to be great, but not what it was. Yeah. Um, that their sales expectations were eclipsed, that uh, the critical reception was eclipsed from what their expectations were, probably from mock reviews and stuff. And when I saw it, I was like, you guys really don't, you guys, you have the special sauce when you make things, but you don't have the objectivity to understand what you have because you're so close to the game. And if anyone had just come in with a fucking brain and saw this thing when it was in development, they would have realized that this was, like a really important part of the game and and i that's what i didn't expect was that the last of us is 95 percent that single player but there's an important five percent of the game that is multiplayer century i played that for 45 hours i mean that's that's incredible i mean i, I don't play multiplayer games and i yeah. really loved it and i did it originally for the trophies then i'm like but i like this like it's dark and it's methodical and it's fucked up and it's uh it, it has a bunch of carrots on the end of the stick of your survivors and feeding them and keeping them alive and all those kinds of things. You know, it's kind of like a metagame behind the scenes and mm-hmm. you can totally catastrophically fuck it up by, by, picking the wrong, you know, like every once in a while you commit to a bonus modifier or whatever, that if you fail, like everyone dies and like, you have to be very careful about what you're picking and when you're picking it, if you go into a map um, of really good players randomly and you have this really hard to achieve thing, you're going to die and you're going to lose, you know, and that could happen 15 hours in. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that they have to change much. I think a lot of it has to be it's similar to Uncharted, like where I think in Uncharted two they hit on what worked and they just kept with it and they yep. made a little tweaks and adds and additions with three and four. But just do the same thing, a factions oriented thing, maybe with a bigger meta story, maybe with a bigger meta game, maybe with a little bit more control over the meta game would be cool. I would like to them put uh, uh, all their resources as possible into the single player, and I would gladly sacrifice the multiplayer for five more hours of a single player game. I would have rather The Last of Us been. Uh, 15 to 20 hours rather than 10 to 15 so but that's not really the way it works so i don't know that they have to add much but i think that that was you know going back to the story originally i'm like I, I was shocked by how much they were hiding it and how it clearly belied a sense at naughty dog and sony that it wasn't as good as it was and that just goes to show you that even the smartest people in the room don't understand and they are the smartest people in the room they don't understand what they have sure. and now they do so um it's the same thing with uncharted 2 when they introduced multiplayer in Uncharted 2, they didn't make a massive deal about it. They actually made a massive deal about it with 3. Um, and I think that, that you're going to see a similar thing with The Last of Us. You know, Well,
0: now they know they have something that people like. There's a core exactly. group. They'll evangelize it, right? That they already do. But I think you really hit on the point uh, when you started the fact that it's important to them because I think it keeps... It gives them something to talk about. You know what I mean? The more you see community teams like you know, like Scott Lowe at Naughty Dog with Arnie and stuff like that, that you want to engage your audience and talk to your audience and keep going. And if it's a single-player game and it comes out and it just ends, there's nothing to talk about. You don't get to have the fun announcements of, a PlayStation blog post talking about your new patch and these new outfits and this new mode and all these different things that keep everybody held over until there's the single player DLC, which I would assume will happen again since they brought that over to uncharted uh, for the summer round. And then your next announcement of whatever the next game is. It's a way to keep this community going and keep your hardcore happy and keep them engaged, talking about naughty dog and last of us and uncharted and all these different things. Final question about last of us for this topic of the show comes from Kumail H. He says, Hey, Colin and Greg, just a quick question regarding Last of Us Part 2. In particular, Ellie. Do you think she will be have learned to swim after all these years? Presumably. I think they'll make a joke about it because I think they're that smart. You know what I mean? Because that was the one thing I'll never, I talk to people about all the time. But when you make the giant jump to winner and, like, you, you're playing, you get to your first pool, and she jumps, in, or you jump in, and you're like, I'll get the thing for you. I'm like, wait a second. Like, when you guys were started off in this thing, and there's a million things getting, I totally get it. You just made a huge passage of time and made a big deal about how much closer everybody is. At no point in any of these slow moments did he sit down and explain to her how to swim. That'll be a joke in there at somebody's expense. Yeah, they're, they're self-aware. Yeah. Top of the show was brought to you by Jack Threads. When's the last time you ordered clothes online and got to try them on before paying for them? Never, right? Well, that's exactly what jackthreads.com does. With Jack Threads, you can try out any of their stylish tees, jeans, and more at home for free. And you only pay for what you keep. Such an awesome idea. Whether it's a big-name clothing brand or the Jack Threads in-house line, you can be sure that you are 100% in love with the items you ordered before spending a cent. Colin, who's the most fashionable person? That kind of funny. Me. No, Tim. And he uses this thing he likes a lot. He keeps talking about it. I had a one-in-five chance of being right. You were close. I would put you in the top four for sure Uh, instead of paying playing internet roulette and gambling on a new size or anything like that just use jackthreads.com go to jackthreads.com and enter the offer code I love you all one word when you submit your tryout for 20% off anything you keep that's jackthreads.com code I love you all one word to save 20% on anything you keep never buy before you try again Colin Mm. I did a little little bit of Chris Jericho there for you Mm. at the end uh Let's talk about trophies. Okay. What do you got for me? What's been happening?
2: Uh, Let me go. I I close the window here. Okay. So. uh, I think we'll have to go look at Stardew Valley, of course. Uh, Let's see. What else is on here that is interesting? Not much. We didn't go over the last Guardian trophy, so we can do that. That's really not necessary. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Oh, Jesus. Sounds kind of violent. And we didn't go over Ark Survival Evolved. So let's start with Ark, because Ark and The Last Guardian are out. So Ark survival evolved uh, three bronze, five silver, nine gold, one platinum. Huh. Uh, You survived a full day and night. On the Ark is a bronze. You tamed a dinosaur, and you rode a dinosaur, both bronzes. Um, so that accounts for all the bronze trophies in the game. Okay, good. You, uh, for silver trophies, uh, of which there are only five, you see you reached the maximum survival level. One of your dinosaurs reached maximum level. You rode on the back of a T-Rex. You rode on the back of a gigantosaurus. And you personally achieved... Uh, oh, no, that's it. That's all of them. And then the rest of them are gold. Uh, so you achieved uh, or found all the artifacts. You defeated Ark's first ultimate life form. You've defeated Ark's second ultimate life form. So a gold trophy
0: heavy sort of game. That people might enjoy. We'll be interested to see how much, how many hours you got to invest to get on that. Probably a lot.
2: Yeah. Uh, the last Guardian: uh, nine bronze, sil- uh, seven silver, seven gold, and a platinum. Um, as predicted, I said that there would be a trophy for beating the game in less than five hours. There is a trophy for beating less than the game in less than five hours, so you know that that's possible. There's interestingly, is a bronze trophy for beating it in under thirty hours, which hmm. seems like it would be almost unavoidable. Um, not that I know, I haven't beaten it, but it sounds like it's about ten hours long. Um, There's a gold trophy for giving Trico every single barrel,
0: which sounds tedious as all hell. Especially because uh, he can't eat in certain places because he doesn't have an animation for it. The Call of Nature is a
2: gold trophy. It says, Catch Trico in the act. So, pee Trying to suck his own peep, dick. Peep, peep, is that what like oh, no, peep, pee pee poo poo, as I You have to go pee pee poo poo. Pee pee poo poo. And finally.
0: No, I, I gotta. Oh. Is, is that finally the next game you're going to? I was gonna go to Stardew. Well, yeah. I want to talk. Oh. Checking with Maple Hamwich, who wrote into to dot com slash psq and says, "Hey team." I had asked a question for the December 6th show, but it was obviously not a thing because of PSX Live, so I'm asking it again here. With the launch of The Last Guardian, I've seen much discussion about the controls and the implementation of Trico. Some people say that the clunky trolls are a design philosophy to emulate the difficulty of a human moving in that world. Similarly, they say that Trico's unresponsiveness is a design featured, as mentioned by Ueda, to emulate trying to communicate with an animal. With that in mind, I call bullshit. I think clunky. Contro- I think clunky. Co- I think clunky controls as simulation is just an excuse for poorly implemented controls. Similarly, I think the pet AI is a poor excuse for poor AI. Even if it's supposed to emulate an animal, it's very poorly done with missed opportunities and clever ways to let the player know the animal doesn't care or has acknowledged the command. What do you think of the quote unquote controversy? Clever, clever design, poorly implemented design, or just straight bullshit? This is what I said when I came in and started talking to you guys about it. Is that? This would be the Lair argument applied to this. Well, of course the six axis controls don't work well in Lair. You're flying a dragon. It has a mind of its own. No, I'm playing a fucking video game. If I tell Trico to jump and I'm at a fucking broken bridge, I mean across the bridge, not straight up. What the fuck are you doing? Do it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I had played...
2: I was so turned off by the last Guardians Controls that I played it for about an hour. And I'm like, I just can't. I can't. You know, like I, I... The game... Literally feels like a PlayStation Two game. Yes, it, it's as it's as if Team Eco and Gen Design, where the fuck finished it, is just just skipped an entire generation and a half. It's like we still control like this. It, yep. I know this is blasphemy to a lot of people, but it was the same reason why I didn't like Shadow of the Colossus that much. I appreciate it, and I wanted, to, especially with Shadow of the Colossus, I fucking wanted to love it so much because it was so cool. Yeah. Um, but man, was it obtuse! It was just so fucking obtuse. And I'm like, even then, games didn't control like that. So, why am I like? I I told the story, I think, on the Gamescast that when it was, when it said tr- hit triangle to jump, I actually started laughing. Yeah. Like out loud, because I knew, I fucking knew it. I knew that this game was just, and then I went very time futilely, capsule. went very futilely into the menu and was like, I'll change it. And then, of course, you can't map the buttons. Yeah, trust triangle to jump. That's the way we play video games triangle to jump. That is like, that to me is everything about the, my experience with the game, where I'm like, triangle to jump. That's, it doesn't feel right. It, it, it just is clunky it's annoying i'm I like it. i
0: don't i don't find that fun and i understand that i didn't give it that much time but i just don't find that shit fun and no that's why i did the same thing why i described it right frustrating antiquated pretty like it feels like an old game it is frustrating it's not fun to play i like the, you know i was talking about this on gamescast as well where i sat down at psx with a friend who works at playstation and he was like oh and last Guard." i'm like oh i don't like it and we started talking about it he's like I understand where you're coming from. Don't, you know, take over the grain of salt, but I think you should keep playing. Cause by the end it does get a little bit easier. And plus the struggle you go through controlling it makes you feel like you've bought. And I'm like, Duh, I don't, I, don't, I can't give you that. I can't give you that. I can't it's, say. It's, it seems
2: like marketing speaks to me.
0: It's a fucking video game. I'm supposed to jump in and feel great and enjoy it. I'm supposed to enjoy every moment of a game. Or if I'm getting beat up by a boss and killed and coming back and getting a little bit stronger, a little bit stronger, that's a different feeling of frustration, right? And when you're frustrated because I can't make him go to the exact spot I want him to go to. And I know that's the answer and I know what I'm supposed to do, but the game makes me try seven different ways to finally figure out the one way I'm supposed to approach this problem. It's like, no. That's not what games yeah. are in 2016.
2: It's what I it's what I said, you know, when I talk about adventure games and why I don't like adventure games, point-click games, why I don't like these kinds of games. I typically don't like them. Is because I don't play it's like why I didn't even bother with a witness, for instance. Like I don't play games to just annoy the shit out of myself. I just I just don't understand that. I don't know why like I like to annoy myself with mechanics. Now, what I mean by that is like uh, Mega Man is one of my favorite games, obviously, and and it's hard. It's a hard game, but you you can overcome it by studying the game. It's not it's not the game's deficit, it's your deficit. And I didn't I don't feel that way with any of Team Eco's games. And um, I feel like it's the game's deficit. The, like Shadow of the Colossus should have been in my mind a great game Um and I know a lot of people consider it one of the best games and I respect that I'm not saying that you're wrong what I'm saying is that like it's just playing it got in the way and that's the problem like like I remember playing it for the first time of shadow specifically and being like why does it control like this and this was in like this was like 10 years ago you know like it wasn't like we've come a long way and and I, I just don't understand how this game was percolating for so long and and, and gestating for so long and in development for so long and it just feels exactly from where it came from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it doesn't really make sense and i and so after about an hour a little bit more when i'm playing it i'm like i just i just don't i can't you know yeah, I'm, it's I, not I, and, and it's I not and it's, not, it's just it's not disrespect to, to them getting the game out and I, I hope people love it um and i'd love to be in the minority on that because i hope you feel like you're getting a bang for your buck but man like i want games to be fluid and fun and uh or at least feel like you know I, I'm not going to exchange an, an ability to play the game from emotional resonance I'm just not gonna do it Yeah, so um, you know because that's like saying like when you play gone home which I think is one of the great games of the last five years you uh, you go into the experience and you're like well the, like you're just walking around a house it feels exactly the way it feels it doesn't get in its way so you can experience the story I don't I don't buy that particular excuse and I, and I think that that's what it is i think it is i think there are excuses um of why the game doesn't play better and, and it, clearly it's a game that's tortured and it's just a mirac- miraculously got out at all and i was i i said it on uh on gamescast i was somewhat not not shocked because i, I don't feel like i have the 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 be all end all view of a game um, and I didn't play enough of it to have to be able to review it obviously but I was surprised by how much people liked it yeah me too um, just based on like my little piece of, of 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 uh my little experience with it I was surprised and it was one of those things where I, I kind of tried to articulate it on Gamescast but I don't think I did a very good job of it and I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it now where it was one of those few times where I'm like are people compensating in a general unbeknownst way subconsciously because people expect that they're going to dislike the game or that they hate it and so they're trying not to hold those things
0: against it because they shouldn't see i think it might even go the other way where it's i think even if you didn't like you're talking about shadow right not working for you right shadow i played it and i thought it was fun and it was fine i didn't beat it i was just dropped out i'm like all right well i get it this isn't again cumbersome controls i understand why it's like that i think in that sense or and especially for time capsule what games are playing like there especially coming out of Japan especially after eco um but I think it's been a decade of everyone in the world not the world but in the video game world being like those are masterpieces those are amazing games those are amazing games and you get this in your head that they're amazing games and maybe you thought they were an amazing you thought they were amazing games so you get here and it is okay yeah it's cumbersome and fucked up and I don't like the control uh, the controls are cumbersome and it, it, it's just most at least a little bit frustrating but you're able to look past because it is a UA game. It, it, it Shadows can c- cumbersome controls as well, but it doesn't matter. That's the game. That game's looked at as a masterpiece. So clearly, I can look past it here if I develop this relationship with the cat bird dog.
2: I just wonder if people, you know, were like holding it with like 10-year-old lenses or or afraid to be too hard on it. You know, because um, I just in just controlling the game, I'm just like, but, you know, it's it, there is no there is no truth. Exactly. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it really is up to each individual person. But it was one of those times where I was confused, you know, because I was I, I, I thought it was going to be just fine, but I didn't expect it. People are giving it nines. Yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah, really? yeah. Another like, classic, I just I just yeah. I just I just find that hard to believe. But but to each his own. I mean, I say things about games. No one believes, too. So um but I, I, I'm glad it's out. It was a very surreal moment playing it for the first time. I'll say sure. that. Yeah, yeah. Um and uh you know, looking at the title screen,
0: um, it was it was surreal. Yeah, you know, I was like I was like, wow, it's it's really here. Yeah, when we got to the when I when I got to what was the first screenshot they ever released. And I mean I I so remember Roper freaking out about this. You know what I mean? Like that's how long this has been to be at IGN and have Chris Roper like such a team eco fan. Flip flip his shit to watch. It. it was crazy that okay, now it's actually happening on my TV.
2: I will say, um, in addition, that based on my short time with the game, I don't understand why PS3 couldn't run it. And mm. and that's and that's the other that's the other confusing thing that I I wish we just knew more about it. What I was saying before was that the game, the the character, uh the boy or whatever, and and the world uh typically doesn't look like a PS like a high-end PS4 game to me. Uh Trico looks amazing. Um so there's a weird dissonance there. But I'm curious, like, why they had a problem making it run. Like, I, 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 that's like one of my major, I think it's probably AI and stuff, but that's one of my major confusing points. But it's one of those games where I'm like, I feel like I should go back and play it, but I just know that I'm, but I just know that I'm doing it to prove a point (laughs) as opposed to. That's me, too, where I'm like,
0: I feel like I I should too, because I, you know, I shouldn't. But it's the same thing. It's just like, no, I don't, I don't have to live that life anymore. I don't have to go through and play something I know I don't like. To feel like I ha- that's how I have to say I don't like it. It's not for me. If it's for you, great. You know what I mean? Like, we're not giving you a review. We're not putting numbers on. I don't have to worry about that shit. It's clearly not a game for me, so I can move on. Because there's so... I-, I don't fucking play Dota to say I don't like Dota. I've tried, you know, you know different things. Different strokes. Just move on. Enjoy things. Call it, what are Stardews trophies all about? Uh, so, first of all, it's worth noting
2: that Stardews trophies, Stardew Valley trophies, appear for Vita as well. Um. Some people are saying like it's a mistake. These things don't happen by mistake. I, the With the exception I, of Destiny. With Destiny, but I don't even really believe that that was a mistake either. Like I, I think that they were just, they were put it up in, in some fucking far flung way we can get this game running. Um, I just don't, I don't understand how that happens by mistake. So I, I and I can't think of any other example. So um, they probably exist. And I'm sure people can tell us, but um, so my assumption is that the game is they're at least going to try to bring it to beta Um Stardew Valley has 26 bronze, 10 silver, four gold, and a platinum. And from what I've been reading, it's going to be very, very hard um, to get the platinum. Uh, Harder or just time-consuming? Well, time-consuming. Okay. Very time-consuming. So the, there's a gold for earning 10 million currency, 10 million gold. That's apparently going to be extremely hard. Um, extremely time-consuming. Not the way around uh, my farm. Uh, there's a silver for getting uh, the complete uh, museum collection, which is also apparently random. So um, that might be hard as well. There's there's trophies for uh, relationships, uh, getting 10 heart uh, friend levels with, you know, uh, someone eight people 10 people 20 people Some uh, cooking different recipes 10 and 25 recipes upgrading your house um, Upgrading your house to the maximum size uh, There's a gold trophy for crafting every item. There's a gold trophy for uh, shipping every item because obviously it's a commerce game um, there's a Trophy gold trophy for finding every star drop which I think are collectibles there's stuff for marriage and having kids and all that kind of stuff so uh, Seems like a pretty robust game. I'm, I'm super excited to play it. I, I'm looking for something like this I think Um not knowing for sure if I'm going to like it or not. You so. want to tend to your fields. You can feel the wind blowing through your wheat. Indeed, I want to feel the wind blowing through my wheat real real bad.
0: That's it. <gasps> we got a Dear Shoe hay letter. It's been a while. Darren Lee wrote in and says... Hi Greg and Colin don't wait for Colin he won't answer Long time first time I listen Every week and this is a question I haven't Heard asked I am a PlayStation Plus subscriber and I get free games Every month on my PS4 I'm not sure I'm going to keep my subscription because the Value of the free games has gone down significantly In my opinion but There are the occasional gems I would like to keep My problem is this Around this time of year the PlayStation store Has quite a few good deals on some of These games I've previously gotten for free I want to buy them while they're on sale so I can keep them after my PlayStation Plus subscription lapses. But alas, I cannot, because it tells me I have already purchased them. This even occurred after I let my subscription lapse, which leads me to being unable to purchase or even play any of these games. Is there a way around this? Thank you both for everything you do for this great community. I love you both. Darren. That's a very interesting problem that I hadn't been heard of discussed and I don't have an answer for you. I was wondering if the community of best friends does. Let us know at kindoffunny.com slash PSQ. But yeah, that's totally fucked up. I never thought about that. Okay, I got the game through PS Plus. I've downloaded it and now if I want to leave PS Plus, there's no way for me to get this game. I was thinking maybe what you could do would be to go onto Amazon if you can, if the game's available digitally there or at a GameStop, and get a card, buy the digital voucher code for it, redeem the digital voucher code, even though you're gonna go through it, should you still even if you have the little and this might be outdated, but in the old days, even if you had the shopping bag on a thing you owned, you could still redeem another code for it.
2: Yeah, but what I was wondering was so the 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 quandary is
0: is the the purchase option does not come back. Right? Is that what, is that what the whole quandary is? Yeah, there's no way for even... Yeah, there's no way. It, it thinks he owns it even when he... D- outside even of one, even plus. when plus lapsed. Yeah. That is a massive bug. This occurred... I'm trying to... I was just trying to think. I'm like, this how even is occurred that after I let my subscription lapse, which leads me to the... So there's just purchase. no way to have it. So I think if you bought it outside and brought in a code and did it that way, that might work. It could be intentional. I mean, the
2: the idea could be that just subscribe again and you'll get access back to the game now that i'm saying that that's the right
0: option sure sure you just maybe it's not but
2: depending on the price i mean like depending on how much the game costs it might be worth it to just subscribe for another month and just play it
0: you know mm, mm-hmm.
2: if it's a 20 game for instance and it costs 10 dollars a month to go to ps plus which i think it is a la carte um then that's a better deal so sure. that might be their argument but it seems like a weird um well it reminds me of mark ryan our old colleague at ign used to wonder why can't he buy a game that's free on PS Plus, even if he has PS Plus? I always thought that was an interesting thing. Like, for In other words, he's like, I like this game, Game X. I want to buy it. You can't. Mm, mm, mm. And I'm like, that is interesting.
0: I wonder if this gets into the weeds then of the deal they're signing, right? When Game X goes on to PlayStation Plus, PlayStation cuts that developer, that publisher, a check, right? So, that okay, now you're compensating, you're taken care of. And maybe it's some kind of thing where Sony doesn't want them then paying the developer for something they've already paid them for.
2: Yeah. That could possibly answer that answer that particular problem. The funny thing about this is that we've talked about this in the past is that for as much as we know about the behind the scenes goings ons at PlayStation and other places, I've still not gotten many people. Like I've gotten a few people to talk about like what it's like to like what the deal is or how that works or whatever, but not the the ins and outs of a PlayStation plus deal. Like no one will talk about it. Mm hmm. You know, like I'm like, what does the contract look like? What does it say? How much you get paid? Like how, like no one will say anything. You know, like it's 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 I've never heard have you heard anyone say anything about it? Like I'm curious what the number is. You know, like what what they pay you? Like how much did um what's a big example? Like how Rocket much League. did Psionics get for Rocket League? You know? Um Is it hundreds of thousands? Is it a couple of million? Is it tens of thousands? Like what like what like what is the idea? I've still not in what six years gotten an answer on that and i know sony will talk about it so um i feel like we've talked i think we've, it's been, because we've been on
0: off the record dinners together where we talk to developers and even then they're cagey about yeah what they got on well it. because
2: i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they're getting wildly different money not numbers mm, summed.
0: yeah yeah so anyway colin i want to check in with the readers reader mail i want to thank jericho of course for assembling all the questions over on kindofunny.com slash psq but since next week's episode doesn't have the regular les accoutrements. I don't want to burn a lot of reader it. Let me give you one question though. Some kid wrote in. Lots of kids wrote in. So I'm gonna see what I got here, all right? I'm gonna come up with something here for you, Colin. You ready? You ready, Colin? You gonna rub it on you, Colin? What do you think, Colin? Who you know, Colin? What do you know, Where kid? you been? What are you doing? What do you say? I have a whole bunch of PSVRs, but I'm (laughs) going to save that for next time. All right, let's keep with the PlayStation Plus. Let live Joshua. Roden said, hey, guys, do you think that if No Man's Sky was released as a PlayStation Plus game like Rocket League was, do you think it would have been or had any more success? Not saying that No Man's Sky is as good as Rocket League, and I know they're completely different games, but was just wondering what your thoughts were on that. I hope maybe it will become a PlayStation Plus game down the road and people can try it out and see what's happened. Thanks, guys. You have to assume it will be. Um, so? it, it's like Honestly, I think the well might be so poisoned on that you don't. Cause it's going to, cause what you're doing then is getting no man's sky back in front of a whole bunch of people who don't want it in front that's of them. True, that's people who are still playing it, enjoying the updates, whatever that are fine in what continues to come to that game. They're going to have to be the ones who are the evangelists and say, Hey, it actually got a lot better to try to f- speak to someone who isn't like blindly hating it. Cause this is like when you open up to that wide of a thing again, you get people who are never going to play it, but know that it's a joke and want to fucking poke fun at it.
2: That's a great point. Um, that's actually a great point.
0: I, I don't know that it would have it would have netted out any different. To be honest, I think I think it would have. I think it really would have. If this would if No Man's Sky at launch was a PlayStation Plus game, I think people would have been way easier on it because oh it's oh I got it for free. That's not my kind of game. It's more of a Minecrafty thing. But there's not even that much shit happening in it. But I didn't invest money in it, so I'm not as mad.
2: I, I don't know. I, I I think that it's one of those games. I mean, per, perhaps it would be more uh, subdued. But I think that the tepid nature of the reaction to the game is was somewhat universal and not paying for it doesn't change the fact that the game is kind of like a turd like in in a lot of people's eyes i would say a dud and uh no i think turd is probably the apt conclusion a lot of people came to with it i'm not saying me necessarily because i i only spent a few hours with it before i was like you know again it's one of those games where i'm like i don't play games to be annoyed so this isn't for me um and uh so I, I, I that doesn't change the material reality of that the game wasn't good. And um that expectations were so high for it, again, because of all parties. Um that I, I don't know that that necessarily changes because there was no financial investment. In other words, it seems like it was something that I don't want to say I people th- were looking to be mad about, but it's something that people would have been mad about.
0: Well, I mean, if the hype train's still there, you would have still been mad about it. But I think this is where we get into the weeds, and I, you and I just don't agree on this. We did a No Man's Sky talk. I don't think the game's bad. Like, you know what I mean? I, I think we're getting into what we always talk about where, like, explore the scale, right? Is it mediocre? Is it empty? Is it not doing this? Is it not doing that? Is it not what people were promised? Of course, people have those arguments. But, like, I still enjoy No Man's Sky. I think. Objectively, especially putting aside all the marketing bullshit and playing the game, there's something there that might not be for you, but exploring the universe, scanning these things, doing whatever. Like, it's not broken. It's not bad. It's not sub five. You know what I mean? Like, where are boring we, for I you. Mean, yeah, but I mean, like, that's the thing where it wasn't for others. But then it, again, like that narrative is lost by the fact that it was it, the real narrative is that it over promised on everything and didn't deliver. And that's where it gets weird, where I don't think where I'm like, I think dud is a better term for it than turd. Like a, a, I just a, want to call it a turd because I haven't
2: called anything a turd in a while, and so I feel like it's, it's a word that needs to be brought back into the it's lexicon. It's time to get
0: fucking turds back the lexicon into lexicon.
2: Must be flexed. I, I'm sure at least three of the games on the drop this week are turds. <laughs> uh, no one will play three of the games on there, so I'm sure that we'll never know. Uh, but yes, uh, you know the 200 people that buy one of those games. I'm yeah, sure, yeah, we'll yeah. have some some, have some words
0: for us on that one. But yeah, I think I, it's inter- it's an interesting argument. I think the anger and. Uh, general bashing from people who would not even necessarily played it I don't think it would have been as bad if there wasn't an investment in it it would have been there of course because again they've been waiting for this game forever and ever and ever but who knows Colin you ready to meet your new best friend you know if I have to this is PSL I love this best friend XOXO it's where one of you writes in to kindoffunny.com slash forums becomes the friend we read your PSN name or in this case Twitter and then You hit that person up with messages of love, try to friends them and do this. This one is an interesting one, right, Kyle? Because it comes from our friend, Rahul, Mm. over in the UK. Hi, Greg and Colin. Mm. Firstly, it was awesome meeting you both and Tim at PSX 2016. I live in London, and PSX was my first games convention outside of the UK. I've been a long time listener slash watcher of your content, so it was great to see you. I'm writing in because I want to try to help out some of the best friends that... That attended PSX and were trying to collect all the PSX collectible cards slash those that missed out and want sweet collectible cards and I need your help from what I could tell it was designed to be impossible to get them legitimately i.e. queuing up and playing demos at each booth however I was fortunate enough to nab a complete set thanks to my ahem charming British accent oi governor as well as a few duplicates. So, I was hoping you could help me house some of these duplicates and give away some games. So basically, here's what he has, Colin, in his arsenal. He has the Bronze Trophy card, number 41. PlayStation Experience 2016 card, number 42. Farpoint card, number 52. Yakuza 0 card, number 55. Dreadnought card, number 59. Pyre card, number 61. Full Throttle Remastered card, number 62. Eater? I don't remember this one. Eater? Eater? I don't know. EITR, maybe that's an abbreviation card number 65. Everything card number 67. Watchdogs card number 73. He also has a bunch of North American game theme avatar codes that he can't use because of his EU account. He has the PSX uh, PSX exclusive dynamic theme, five premium avatars for games of glory, the theme for Gnog, uh, the Farpoint. Avatar, the Windjammers theme. $10 in PSN store credit. Alloy avatar for Horizon Zero Dawn. It's not Alloy, though. What is it? I always get this one. Aloy. Aloy. So stupid. No, you're right. Aloy's right. Uh, The DLC for the PSX Legend Pack for MLB The Show. He has Headlander, Day of the Tentacle, Mother Russia Bleeds, and Stealth Inks. He wants to give these to you, best friends. So you need to tweet at him, at Rahul Ahoop, underscore. So R-A-H-U-L-A-H-O-O-P, underscore. Hit him up. Tell him what you want. And he's going to draw... At random. To find out who gets it. So that's a P.S. I love this best friend. Who's giving back? And I appreciate Thank you. that. Good job Rahul. And good news Rahul. Your giveaway of codes. Was brought to you. By Sherry's Berries. Now. The other day. I remember this. Yeah. You heard the
2: story? I don't know. About the story you're about to say. I just remember that we. Dealt with this at some point in the past, Sherry's
0: Berries. Oh, sure. Okay. The other day, I got a UPS notification that we we're getting a package at the house. And I was like, oh, crap. Awesome. I got to the house, no package. Looked up, you looked around, you weren't there, no package. I'm like, mm, this isn't good. Some, they left it at the door and somebody stole it. And I started freaking out and I was Googling around what it might be because it was like six pounds. I was like, oh my God, was it hardware? Did somebody send us some kind of weird thing? I don't know what it was. And then I came back and it turned out they put it on our other neighbor's step. They put two boxes of Sherry's Berries, which I took in the house and ate and they were delicious. What is sherry's berries it's chocolate covered strawberries that you can get shipped and this is an easy easy christmas gift for you to lay on one of your family members Uh, no matter what you're shopping for sherry's berries is one of the is the one-stop shop for everyone on your list you don't have to battle the crowds to get the perfect gift Uh, freshly dipped strawberries from sherry's berries starting at just $19.99 that's over a 30% savings or double the berries for just $10 more you just need the code to take advantage of this the code of course is XOXO because it's PS I love you XOXO right so, with Christmas right around the corner, there's only one way to get this amazing 1999 Sherry's Berries deal and help support our show. Just visit berries.com. First off, shout out to you for getting berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. com. Mm-hmm. Click on the microphone in the top right hand corner, type in X O X O. Sherry's Berries has something for everyone and every taste. Go to berries.com, click on the microphone, and type in X O X O to order today. Colin. Mm. Let me tell you about this week's Forgotten PlayStation game. It comes from Super Cerberus. Super Cerberus says, Hey, Grawlin. I've got a suggestion for this week's Forgotten PlayStation game. It's a game that came out around the launch of the PS4, but I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. I'm talking about a fun little 3D platformer named Knack. Knack is a wonderful experience that's fun for the whole family. Kids will be entranced by the quirky characters and gorgeous art style, which honestly puts Pixar to shame, while the hardcore audience will be pulled in by the surprisingly tough and deep combat. It runs buttery smooth, it has a charming script, and the level design is better than Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I just feel like no one has any concrete thoughts about Knack, one way or another. This is a shame, because it's probably the best first-party game that Sony Studios ever made. Well, besides little deviance. Thanks. Super Cerberus. (laughs) Your forgotten PlayStation game, Knack. How could you forget? How could we forget? Uh, Time for PSN's worst name of the week. This one comes from Wes. Wes writes in and says, Hello, Greg and Colin! So I have a funny PSN username to share. During PlayStation Plus of January of this year, one of the games offered was Hardware Rivals, which was awful. Don't ever play it. And two of my friends, friends and I were trying to platinum it. We learned that one of the trophies is beating your friend's leaderboard score. So my friend makes a, diff, so my friend makes a different PSN account in order to quickly boost for his trophy. His, and his name was Cuckleberry Finn. However, we didn't know... That he had this idea to make a new PSN idea So when we both got friend requests saying Cuckleberry Finn would like to be your friend It was uncomfortable but hilarious uh, As a reference it's, a, it's to the, the Cuckold fetish That's cuckold all one word fetish Which is watching your partner getting fucked in front of you by a different person Also best friends involved listen to this show So it would be a nice surprise if it was selected Wes I'll let you know Wes it only got selected Because of you explaining what cuckold was there at the end Heard of it yeah, uh, you a fan of it? No, it's a little disturbing. Okay. Um, but
2: teach his own. Exactly.
0: If you didn't know, this is PSI Love XO. It is KindOfFunny.com's PlayStation podcast. It is the number one PlayStation podcast in the world, and it posts every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time on YouTube.com slash games and podcast services around the motherfucking globe. Thank you for your support listen to the other you're shows slamming the table i'll do what i table. want no you're one making can points stop and me you're like no one can stop me i use my fists to make <laughs> points me about use toys make point. <laughs> toys subscribe to the channels listen to the other shows do all that stuff rate us uh, love us we love you have what? some happy holidays rate us love, love us. us that's what it's got to be Jesus. bye bye everybody thumbs up the videos do whatever the fuck it is you do on the internet to make internet content go to your friends and family maybe not your family unless your mom wants to know what cuckold is which would be like your dad's friend fucking your mom in front of your dad and your dad like, liking it yeah your dad would like it this isn't like against anybody's will Anyways, every episode of PS I Love You XOXO ends in a song and a segment we call "Singing a Shoe. Hey, this is where one of you talented motherfuckers goes to kindofunnycom slash PSM and you give me a song you made. I need an MP3 to put the end of our MP3 and a YouTube video to annotate to at the end of our YouTube video. This one comes from Sonorith. He, he, Sonorith. he spelled it out at the end there for me, so I wouldn't fuck it up but still it's a weird name so i fucked it up. Hello! I recently discovered PSI Love You XOXO and I'm loving every episode so far. Colin and Greg, you guys are hilarious and make my early work hours much more bearable. I am a composer and aspiring game designer and have been making music for nearly 2 years, which i intend to include in my first game. And i hope i can share it with you and all the best friends on your show. A strong point for my music is that it was all made using Little Big Planet 3's sequencer tool. And what better What better music to play on your show than music made with a PlayStation game slash console? I strongly hope you consider my song for an upcoming episode or, barring that, that you listen to it, enjoy it on your own time. I did listen to it. I did enjoy it. Sonorith. Weird you didn't put... Yeah, I mean, it's just a download link you gave me, right? There's no way... I can't send any of the people to it. There's not even a YouTube link. I'm just going to have to annotate to whatever the fuck I want for the YouTube link, you know? But the song's good and I'm happy to play it. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you.